Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Russell Talk Podcast. Joined here in just a few seconds by the Night Owl, Renee Martinez. Up, oh, you're muted. You're muted, Renee. There we go. Get yeah. pasa, get pasa, get pasa to all the loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family. Hope everybody finds themselves well on this beautiful Tuesday evening in the middle of October. DJ Big Sexy, how you doing, bro? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? The hockey season starts tonight. My Blues don't play until Saturday, so I got a couple days to wait for that. But the regular, the rest of the regular season opens up tonight. I just saw the Tampa Bay Lightning raise the Stanley Cup banner from this past year on ESPN. NHL is back on ESPN, so... I mean, and they even brought back the old school theme, which is cool if you've been watching it for a long time. So how's everything going with you? I, know I do just- remember the old hockey theme as well as I remember the old NBA on the NBA, ABC theme. The that NBA, was legendary. The NBC. NBA, NBC, that, yeah. Those those iconic themes. So, but yeah, your Chiefs are kind of running into a little bit of a bump in the road right now, aren't they? Well, speaking of bumps in the road, I know you brought up coffee, you know, uh, hockey. You know what we're going to talk about a little bit later? How Dynamite is having to run a show on a Saturday because of hockey. But we're going to get into that that's, that's and on a my whole lot sp- more tonight. That's that's on my high spot segment. Well, I, actually, I'm going to talk more about Friday, what's going on on Friday. So okay. we, can talk, we can talk about all that. I, I, like I said, I've been doing some research all day long in between my, in between my day job. I got like 10 different things we could talk about. Uh, and, I know, I, and I already know what I want to talk about during Shoot and Shot. We're going to talk about Tag Me in United. So. Oh, it's going to be good. Well, for those of you who are first-time visitors to WrestleTalk Podcast, allow myself, the night owl, and big sexy Chris Rodell to welcome you into episode 366. Here on the WrestleTalk Podcast, here's how things break down. We shout out our sponsors. We do the national anthem. We get into high spots and talk wrestling with you, the members of the WrestleTalk family. All you have to do is drop us a comment in the comments section. And uh, and we'll bring you on. Uh, two rules. Have a strong take and make sure you got a decent internet connection. If you want to join us, you're more than welcome to do that. Just drop a comment and we will gladly bring you on. After that, friends, we'll get into an interview. This evening, we're interviewing somebody that you're quite familiar with. Rodell, why don't you tell us a little bit about Chris Miles? Oh, Chris Miles, he had, he hosts the Issues with Wrestling podcast. Plus, he's one of our newest referees here at Dynamo Pro Wrestling. Um, he's just debuted this past year, and he's already he's already put his stake into things. He calls things right down the line. So, Christopher Miles is going to be here. And then in the second hour, I can't wait for this. This dude is awesome. The ultimate Hulkamaniac slammer, the PopCon champion. Is going to be there. He's going to be at New Breed Wrestling this this weekend. So uh, it's going to it's going to be great. It's, it should be a fun interview. I can't I can't wait. This dude has a lot of energy, and he's gonna he's gonna bring it. He's already told me he's excited to be on the show. So well, I'll tell you what. I know he's part of the Dynamo Pro fam. So shout out to him and and many thanks for being here. And for those that don't know, we are the type of podcast that like to have great relationships with other podcasts. Everybody knows we're cool with talking dynasty and the i70 sports media boys everybody knows about falls count anywhere so the wrestle talk podcast we're all about the love ain't that right big sexy i mean that's right because i mean we're the podcast community is 
you know, it's it's a family. It's almost like the wrestling community is a family. You know, Dynamo Pro Wrestling is a family. You know, the podcast because you know we're all working for the same thing. We're trying to we're trying to build the the brand of wrestling, professional wrestling, whether it's the indies, whether it's the WWE, AEW, everything, Ring of, everything. Well, we're going to talk about everything. I know we're going to talk a little bit about Dynamo's coming shows. Right. We got, I know we got New Breed this weekend. Indeed. Uh, and we got, we got probably, we'll probably talk a little bit, maybe talk a little bit about SICW, you know, just a little bit of everything. Cause I am, of course, we're going to talk about AEW Rampage because they announced some stuff today. So we'll, we'll take care of that just a little bit, but I think we got, you know what? I need to break out my flag, don't I? Yeah, we're just about there. But before we do get there, I, I want to remind everybody that if you want to join the show, it's not difficult to do friends. Just go ahead and send us a message. We will uh, catch it, whether it's on Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook, and we'd be more than happy to bring you on. Again, make sure you got a strong take, make sure you got a good connection, and we'll go ahead and bring you on. Before we get to the high spot segment, um, I think we got to give the appropriate amount of respect to a gentleman who you and I are both familiar with, Chris Rodell. And I don't believe I have the 10-bell salute on deck, but we will do a moment of silence. And between you and me, the 10 bell salute never goes over very well. It just sounds weird on radio. So we will do a brief moment of silence uh, for somebody who is incredibly or was, and will continue to be incredibly respected in the world of professional wrestling. Chris, did you have a comment before we went into the moment of silence? I mean, this, this guy, he, he, created some of the most iconic titles that the WWE ever had the wing title, the original tag team title, which is probably my favorite tag team belt, the world tag team belts. Uh, and uh, the original, the one of the intercontinental championship, it just, and plus apparently before he was a belt maker, he was a great sports entertainer. So, I mean, it's always sad when we lose. Some, it seems it seems like we do this whole ten bell moment of silent thing way, way too, too often. Way too often now, right? And now, you know so. what, Rodell? The older we get, the more commonplace that's going to become. That's the unfortunate part. Yeah, that's don't how it goes, me. bro. Don't don't remind me. Don't remind <laughs> me. Every every day we wake up on this side of the ground, it's a good day. Amen to that, brother. And in case you guys don't know who the heck we're talking about, we're talking about legendary professional wrestler and belt maker Reggie Parks. Uh, Shout out to our boy Rusty Rex for helping us uh, uncover that news and share it with the rest of the pro wrestling community. So in his honor, I ask everybody to please bow your heads for a brief five-second moment of silence. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you guys so very much for that. Rest in peace, Reggie Parks. Another uh, important cog in the history of this sport that we love so much, Big Sexy, Reggie Parks. It's not just the wrestlers, the referees, the announcers, the backstage. It's everybody. I mean... You, you think about it, it's the guys that designed the belts. I mean, every everyone, every belt has been designed by somebody. Vince didn't just come up with this stuff on his own. I mean, I, I'm, sure he had in, I'm sure he had input, but we we all remember Hulk Hogan wearing that wing that wing title belt. So, I mean, well, most of us remember some of some of the, <laughs> we, we might we might have some whippersnappers in here. So, no question, and we do have people of all ages. Shape, sizes, and backgrounds that watch the Wrestle Talk podcast. So, if you feel at home here, 
good because that's the way it's supposed to be. We want you to feel at home. Now, before we move on and start waving, actually, you know what? No, we got to wave the flag first. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we kick off episode 366, we're going to ask everybody who's wearing a cap to respectfully remove it as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth, and that's America, damn it. Oh, can I get my music or I can't wave my flag if there's no Oh there it is. Can you see and I'll make up for it now. For the land of the free. Indeed, shout out to Carl Lewis. Do you think? Do you, do, do, you think do you think he ever made it up to them? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> and I think he actually sang again at another sporting event and went just as bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I do have a comment here from uh, loyal listener Luchador Day, Kansas City. He says Randy Savage won the Winged Eagle. Yes, he did. The Winged Eagle that was created by the legendary Reggie Red Parks. Parks. Indeed. Now, before we move on to the high spot segment tonight, we do have to give much prop and respects to all our wonderful sponsors. So allow me to thank Everything Combat, Kincaid Arcade, Esports Bar KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, Rathbun Engraving, and our friends over at the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. More information on our sponsors, direct links, as a matter of fact, to each and every one of them over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash merch booth. That's WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash merch booth. Do you have your your WrestleTalk mug that you can show them from Rathbun Engraving? Oh, dude, I do. Here it is. Um, it's hard to see, but but I mean, if it's in front of you, it's very easy to see. But it says Wrestle Talk Podcast. It's got the same logo that you guys see in the background. And then down here, it actually says Night Owl. So we give you the mug with the logo plus your name on it for 20 bucks plus shipping, bro. So it arrives to you no more than $30, and it's going to last you a hell of a lot longer than an ill-fitting T-shirt that you might have picked up at Pro Wrestling Tees. I'm just saying. It lasts longer. And I hear, I hear it makes the drinks taste better. 17.5% better according to our scientific research. Internal. It was an internal investigation. How, how, how long did you take to do that research? Uh, I'm still – it's still under research. Still it could go research? up from 17.5. Yeah, every week, as a matter of fact, I'm researching further. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and cue it up. It is time to talk pro wrestling. Let's talk wrestling as we queue up our very own high spot segment where we talk to you and each other about everything that's going on in the crazy kooky world known as professional wrestling. Song courtesy of former guest and dear friend of the show, DJ Money. Let's do it! Money. Mic check, mic check. Yeah! All right, all right. Wrestle Talk Podcast. DJ Money. Yeah. Let's go. 
Welcome to high spots where we pop news like fair shots. We dog shots coming through the squeeze of a laptop. And non-stop like a runner speak with a black dot. We hit hard like chair shots and back drops. Uh, the clock flash look like a belly flop. Now that's hard. We got the scene while they stay slow. Wrestle talk, podcast. Now they know we about to start the show. Uh. There Man, you have that, it. That just that just gets you hype. Yeah, baby. And we got a custom intro made by Hang Hudson, especially for us. And we got a custom intro to the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast High Spot segment. You really can't beat that, Rodell. I mean, it's pretty well, story. Well, there's there's a lot of podcasts that don't have a custom intro to begin with. You know, so that's all got, I can say. We got we got two. Now we're just going to need to get it, intro for the shoot and shout segment. I think that's I think that could be the next thing. I got some for that. Uh, you haven't heard the new one? No. Oh, boy, just wait till we get there. All right. It's going to be good. Which, by the way, on top of everything else, I do have a Honking Talk Man action figure that I am giving away absolutely free here tonight. Okay? So if you decide you got the huevos to call in and give us a strong take, you don't even have to want, you don't even have to talk about what we're talking about. You want to call in and talk New Japan, Major League Wrestling, WoW Women of Wrestling, we don't care. You want to talk about your local independent promotion, the show you got coming up this weekend. If you come on and bring the heat, I'm personally going to ship you out a Honky Tonk Man action how, figure. How about that? How cool is that wild podcast or that wild press conference with having AJ Mendez back, you know? No doubt, bro. I was super excited about that. And let me tell you why. Because anything that gets the Twitter trolls riled up, I'm all for it. And the fact that, te- <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Tessa Blanchard was there it made everybody's head want to explode. So instead of making about AJ, they were trying to make it about how rest racist Tessa Blanchard is. And I'm like, was is she dating Daga? And then she was <laughs> dating Ricochet before that? I mean, I don't know, bro. I don't know Tessa Blanchard, nor do I care to. But it's just funny to me. I see one thing, but I hear another. But the internet trolls, especially on Twitter, it's they always, was out of control that night, Rodell. It's always fun to it's always fun to watch the internet troll. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite and least favorite things to watch to to watch on Twitter. I just you know you just you feel sorry for these people because they're, <laughs> they're really- angry about everything. And if and if they're not angry about something that's real, bro, they'll make it up. True. <laughs> Freaking Twitter mob. <laughs> hey, David Chappelle said it best in his latest special closer. He said, I don't give up what Twitter says because the shit ain't a real place. If right. you say it in front of me, that's a whole nother conversation. But if you're talking shit on Twitter, it's like you're talking shit to me during a video game. It ain't real. My, More people my, should keep that in mind. One of my favorite radio shows in St. Louis, they, they they have something called for. It's called the Twitter Pitchfork Mafia. If they don't <laughs> like what you say, they come for you with the pitch, like the old school pitchforks, like the witch. Like, Tar and feathering. Right. <laughs> that's good shit. All right, but well, we got a lot of stuff that's happened in the world of pro wrestling. I don't want to be selfish, so I'll go ahead and let you kick it off, Big Sexy. Uh, let's talk about this Friday night, AEW Rampage versus SmackDown. SmackDown is moving to... Uh-oh, you got you muted, buddy. <coughs> See if I can unmute you on my side. Hold on. Oh, there you go. You're back. Sorry. Mike got a little bit of a loose connection, I think. Fat but, uh, fingers. But uh, FS1, uh, SmackDown's moving to FS1 because of the baseball playoffs this weekend. And they're doing a supersized SmackDown, 30 minutes extra this week. 
Okay. 30 minutes is going to go up against a the first half hour of AEW Rampage. Do we want to share with the listeners of the WTP what Tony Khan said concerning concerning this little 30-minute crossover? Do I, we want to share that with yeah, the people? Yes, I do. If you have if you have it, that's <laughs> oh, great. I got it. I, okay, because I forgot to I I forgot to go. I know we went off on it. So <laughs> Dude, I got you. Because I, I didn't know what you were going to bring to high spots today, but I figured that this would come up either from you or from me. So let me allow the wonderful members of the Wrestle Talk family to take a look at this with us. Or I should say, alongside us. Here's the tweet, amigos y amigas, from your Tony Khan man as um, Lambert. Oh my gosh, by the way, so at some point we got to talk about freaking Lambert. And his MMA guys in AEW, bro. This guy, he, he cut some of the best promos. Bro. I mean, he really, I mean he's, he's so good. Dan Lambert, Dan Lambert. And I don't, I don't know much about. I'm not. I don't follow MMA that much, so I'm not really into America's Top Team that much. I mean, it's legit you know, though. But, but Dan Lambert has cut some of the best promos. Like, I mean, bro, he's calling people shit stains and calling. Tony Khan, man, and <laughs> bro, he's good. But anyway, let's go ahead and take a look at this tweet. So when it was announced that SmackDown would be going those additional 30 minutes, to your point, uh, big sexy Tony Khan, in his always optimistic uh, and positive perspective, he says, and I quote, I saw you're doing a half hour head to head with us. I can't wait to finally beat your main show head to head. So there's a subliminal shot there calling right. SmackDown their main show. For those which, who aren't paying attention, which I can't really fault right now because I enjoy SmackDown more than Raw because it's got, it seems like I have the better storylines and the better wrestling. But th- but it could be that SmackDown's only two hours and Raw is three hours. I think that's the biggest thing because now you're hitting me with some 24, 24 seven championship stuff in that in that third hour, whether it be in the beginning, middle, or the end. You're hitting me with just things that I really don't want to see. With all due respect, so. Here is the response of some of those pitchfork mafia people. Oh yes, <laughs> that you, you were pull, talking about. Oh, you pulled some of them. I was reading those and I was rolling the whole time. I pulled one, and all it is is a meme. Do you want to see it? Yeah, absolutely. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. I'm not saying. That AEW's got no chance, okay? What I'm telling you is they've got a ways to go to actually compete with SmackDown or Raw or even NXT. And some people would say, well, Night Owl, you're talking crazy because by the numbers, by the numbers, the viewership isn't, the disparity isn't that huge in some cases. Okay, I'll give you that one. But you know what is international views, which AEW has almost none at this point, and the arenas themselves. Like, let me give you an example. Here where I'm at, you got Sprint Center. So anything big that's happening, whether it be Mark Anthony or Justin Bieber or Raw or SmackDown, where does it happen? Well, I'm sorry. It's no longer the Sprint Center. It's the T-Mobile Center now. Right, it's the big arena we have here in Kansas City. Well, when AEW comes to town, as hot as they are, 
They're not running at T-Mobile Center, they're Rodell. Running, aren't they running in Independence? At the they're table? running at Independence Center where max case. capacity is about eighteen to 20,000 people. Right. So you can't tell me that it's a real competition, at least not yet. Now, as far as the product on the screen, I would have that debate with anybody uh, on the WWE and on the AEW side that they're comparable. But as far as reach goes, leaps and bounds, man, I say it every week. WWE is not a wrestling company competing with other wrestling companies. They are an an entertainment company competing with other entertainment companies. Hollywood, Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL. And you know what doesn't happen to Raw and SmackDown? They don't get moved off their day to Saturday because hockey's starting up. That doesn't happen to the WWE. No, the no SmackDown's getting moved to one of the Fox auxiliary channels. They're getting moved to Fox Fox Sport FS1 is Fox Sports One. They're moving them there for a couple weeks because of the because of the baseball playoffs. And and that's that's two oh. weeks. That's that's two weeks. Out, like that's news I, to me. I didn't know that. I don't know if it's next week. I know it's this week. It's, okay. I don't. I don't know what the schedule. I don't think the schedule for the next round has been released yet. But they're moving them to Fox Sports One. Okay. It's, a, it's it, and I watch FS1 every day. And, and and it gives them the chance that if they want to expand it to two and a half hours, if they wanted to expand it to three hours. FS1 is an auxiliary channel that you know they're a cable channel. They're not as if you're on regular Fox, you're buttoned up against your local Fox's local news is at at nine o'clock Central Time. So so you have seven to nine. They have to be a hard out at like two two minutes before. You're so, right. So everyone could change over to Rampage. Now, last week, if you saw the number, I saw the numbers today because it was delayed because of the holiday. Right. Uh, SmackDown had a number of like two point one million. Right. Rampage was like five hundred and six thousand. Come on, bro. We're and, talking four or five times more. I mean, and I, I got no hate, bro. I'm just no. I have, no, I have no hate too. I you enjoy know what I mean. Watch, I enjoy watching Rampage. Rampage is taped after Dynamite, so I try to stay away from the spoilers because I because believe it or not, I actually like to watch it and see what happens. Yeah, but, same know. here. And, and no shade on the dirt sheet people because I got a lot of friends that are dirt sheet people that just don't have the time of day or work from home like yours truly to be able to watch that much wrestling. So I understand it. But if you never watch it live, not even the freaking pay-per-views, then I'm going to say you might want to check yourself because you got to actually watch the wrestling occasionally or go to the local shows, even if you're not watching it on TV, as far as I'm concerned, to keep your wrestling fanhood badge valid. But that's just by my standards. And now to top everything off, Tony Khan announced today – I don't know if you know this or not. Tony Khan announced today that there's going to be an hour lead-in show on their YouTube channel. They're going to do a buy-in show. For every Dynamite? No, for just Rampage this week. For Rampage this week on Friday. So they're actually technically going to go up an hour and a half. They're going to go up an hour and a half against SmackDown on their YouTube channel. Oh, okay, gotcha. And, and I will. They they have announced two the two of the matches. I'm sure they'll have one more match. Uh, it's going to be Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty. By the way, Bobby Fish very impressive in very his impressive. debut match against Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. And I, I was lo- very I, impressed. I, I've grown into liking Sammy Guevara. I didn't quite like him at first, but I mean, he's kind of grown on me. He, he Spanish can, guy, baby. 
the Spanish guy. I know you like that. But the main event for that buy-in show is going to be Daniel Bryan versus Minoru Suzuki. Woo! Suzuki's back at AEW, baby. Sign me up. I love everything he's done in, in the States. I love that he stopped by St. Louis and had himself a match. Twice. With, I think, Calvin Twice. Tankman. I think Calvin, Tank- Calvin Tankman. Calvin Tankman. And then that Sunday, he was back at Glory Pro, and he wrestled Davey Richards. Wow. Talk about setting it on and fire, apparently, boy. Apparently, Minoru Suzuki told Davey Richards that St. Louis is a hot wrestling bed right now. So... Do I so, do we have a duh a duh, duh drop? <laughs> but but Brian we talks about it every week, obviously. But yeah, it, it's Brian, good that somebody from the outside picked up on that so early because obviously he's not as familiar with what's going right. on around here as and, we are. And, so and Brian I Daniels, joke, I keyed, I keyed. And I also just saw that Brian Danielson said that he's only wrestled Minoru Suzuki once, and it was at the beginning of his career. And he said, and he said that Minoru Suzuki beat the shit out of him. So. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what he does? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, man. Going from the guys killing in the game, I also want to highlight, and I love to highlight when former guests have success. You guys know we had Josiah Williams, the rapper, just before he got signed with NXT. I think now he's working for Disney. You guys know we had uh, Punishment Martinez like three months before he signed his NXT contract, now known as Damian Priest. Well, there's somebody else that was recently on the show that I'm a big fan of, and uh, she did herself a, a just a spectacular service by uh, uh, letting us peek into her personality. Man, she was a super awesome, easy to get along. Like, okay, oh, put it to, ta- okay, yeah, 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 I'm getting there. So yeah, she was super easy to talk to. Was super like willing to get into the technical stuff and very open with like you know relationships in the locker rooms and how she's got along. So very open, very transparent, very fun. So I want to share this image because for those that don't know, former and I should say former guest and member of the Wrestle Talk family, Danny Mo will be wrestling for AEW Dark against the one and only Ty Conti, who many people believe is a serious contender for the new TBS Women's Championship over at AEW. So congratulations from the Wrestle Talk podcast to uh, Wrestle Talk family member and former guest Danny Mo Rodell, your thoughts? I went. I was on. I was a co-host on that show with Danny Mo, and I didn't know what to expect when I went in there because I didn't know. I didn't know much about her. I only had the the bio that we had. But she, her personality was amazing, and for her not being in the business as long as you know, you see these people that have been in the business for 10, 15 years not get a TV spot. I don't think she's been in. That that long but in to get a spot on aew dark i mean it's dark elevation she's going up against tay conti one of the hottest females in the business as wrestling wise so i mean i'm happy i I saw that i was like that made me smile a little bit because i'm like i interviewed her yes (laughs) you did (laughs) we absolutely love getting the opportunity to do that and to watch uh these these young men and women be able to go and spread their wings in the sport um, far beyond, I think, even their own expectations. Uh, it and, just says a lot about their work ethic, man. It's it's and, fantastic. And friend of the show, Moonshine Mantel, has been on uh, uh, 
AEW Dark recently, if I'm of if course. I'm, yeah. And so. we may be having him on as a guest again very, very soon. So stay tuned. If you guys love Moonshine Mantel, make sure you let him know that the WrestleTalk podcast would love to have him back on. I'm sure it wouldn't take more than just a message from one of us, but we want the fans to let the wrestlers know, hey, I love you in the ring, but I also love seeing you over on the WrestleTalk podcast. We love that, and I know they love it as well. Right. I mean, and you see, and you see these guys, they go in as quote unquote enhancement talent, but really are they enhanced? I mean, when Warhorse, when Warhorse, I, I, I believe he's been on the show at a time or two, Warhorse went on against Cody. I mean, you would think that everyone was like, oh, Cody's going to destroy this guy. He's from the Indies. You know, he's an indie sensation. No, he it was a pretty decent, it was a decent match. And, you know, I mean, Eddie Kingston came recently from the Indies and is killing it in AEW. So it's just, I mean, people down the Indies sometimes, but I mean, that's where you start. That's what you, that. You know, well, to Herb Simmons point, bro, I know he told us when he was on the show recently that he doesn't even like the term because he feels like it creates a separation between the big leagues. And again, there's that separation again, right? I was about to say minor leagues, but to him, it's all pro wrestling it's just in different forms, right? In different forms. Because in essence, every pro wrestling company is an independent company. WWE is self-contained. Right. AEW self-contained. MLW is owned by Court Bauer. Same with AAA. Same with New Japan. So they're all independent, really. Right. Um, maybe we just need to come up with a better name. I think pro wrestling covers the whole gamut. But maybe there should be a different way to describe that doesn't make it that doesn't minimize it to Herb Simmons' point. And when and Herb it, says it, you gotta gotta right. listen, you and, gotta and, pay attention. And you go back to saying that you want fan you want the fans of the Russell Talk podcast to reach out to Moonshine Mantel. You know, that's kind of what happened with the NWA. Everyone was reaching out when they were when Mickey put out there who who should we book for the St. Louis Empower show? And everyone in St. Louis like literally everyone's including myself put down that 2D should be there. 2D got her opportunity NWA in power. So, I mean, little blue dragon, man, much man. love. And she, she that whole camp out. outlaw, her Camaro Jackson, Kenny Alfonso, Moses, uh, Raheem De La Suerte, that, that whole click is on so, fire right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, uh, Oh, uh, the no role models, you know, they, they've been in CC, they're the CCW tag team champions. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty, I mean, Camaro, Camaro could lift like me and you probably together at the same time. Bro, his strong. nickname on social media is the quad father. Need oh, I say more? Ha have you seen his quads? I have. Have you, have you seen his quads? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. We're talking about another man's quads. We need to right. let's, let's move. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on. All right, let's do that. What's up, guys? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our first featured interview of the evening we've been talking a little bit about everything and this guy does the same on his very own podcast chris rodell why don't you take the introduction over from here and help me introduce this first time guest all right welcome we're going to welcome to the wrestle talk podcast he is one he's the host of the issues with wrestling podcast he's also one of the newest referees at dynamo pro wrestling uh he took oh he came in a couple months ago has had several matches it's been awesome and it is our pleasure to welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast, Mr. Christopher Miles.
Hey, brother, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us here tonight for episode 366. How the hell are you, Chris? Doing fantastic, man. Thanks for having me. That better be a blues jersey you're wearing. That's why. That's why. I'm He's going hard in the paint with the blues jersey. I love that. Well, Chris, there's something you may not have noticed, and, mm-hmm. and I think I need you guys to do me a favor. Today's show is called Christmas because everyone on the show today, except for me, which today you guys can call me Chris Carlo, okay, or whatever. <laughs> Give me a Latin Chris name. Because you're Chris, big sexy Chris Rodell, and Chris Slammer. So it's Christmas in October, which <laughs> I went to Costco, and let me tell you, we're not the only one celebrating Christmas in October. It's insane, bro. <laughs> and, and I have a Santa Claus. If you haven't noticed, I actually have a background now. I have a Santa Claus head behind what? me. Oh, Rodell, really? <laughs> not in <laughs> Not until we cook the turkey, okay? I know, dude. Chill. Let's kill the turkey first. Then we can move on to the other stuff. I, I wanted something in my background this time, and that has sent sentimental with my mom. And I didn't have anything else to put up there. I thought I thought it would be funny. I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even realize that everyone was named Chris on this. So we we're going to do a Christmas type episode. Yeah, the so. show is called Christmas. So. So, You're welcome. So the, so the Santa Claus actually fits tonight. So that's fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's name is Chris. So with that said, bro, I got a boatload of questions, and, and I know Chris, you and I have never had a chance to talk, but I'm gonna let Big Sexy kind of lead off here because you guys do have that Dynamo Pro connection. So DJ Big Sexy man, why don't you go ahead and hit him first with a couple questions? So, so Chris, my my main question is, what brought you down to the dojo to le- start to learn how to referee? That's that's really really what everyone. That's what. Everyone wants to know what started you. When did you start liking wrestling? What brought you down as a referee and not a wrestler? Like, just tell us a little bit about your backstory. I'll start with my wrestling origin story first, in that Sweet. I don't really have one. <laughs> uh, you hear people talk about, you know, Mick Foley talking about uh, Snooker jumping off the cage, or Punk talked about uh, Piper with the coconut. I have no idea when I started watching. It's just been omnipresent in my life. I've always been a fan, I've never fallen out like some people do. 38 years of my life have been revolved around my obsession with wrestling. And uh, I, I hate saying this, but it's true. I briefly trained to be a worker. When I say briefly, it was like three weeks. And then I got hurt and I had to go away for a little while. And in that meantime, my father passed away. So I had to go home, take care of my mom. And then life happened and I couldn't get back to wrestling school. And I kind of put that on the back burner. Still stayed around the business, did like arena reports for PWI, like so many people do. Uh, and then got the opportunity to do the podcast. It's just the wrestling. And made some really good friends inside the industry. Rodell, Sadie Blaze, Luke Roberts. And then eventually they approached me and said, hey, you know, we're short a ref. You're a huge fan. We all like you. Do you want to come down and see if you've got what it takes to be a referee? So I came down to the dojo, started training and with a lot of help from a lot of the wrestlers and some of the other referees got a real liking to it and jumped right in the ring. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it's, it's been a great, it's been great seeing you become a referee. Uh, what has been your favorite match so far that you refereed? I know you have only have a handful, so. Yeah. So I got to say it'd probably be uh Mikazi versus Sadie blaze. You know, the imposter. The imposter Mikazi. I like that. Yeah. We've had both on the show, Sadie and Mikazi. And that's 
That was interesting. <laughs> it, was, it was just a fun match to work, and the, the drama behind it with, with uh, Cindy being in there, it was just awesome to work that. Yeah. So uh, how many days a week do you train to be? You do, do you still go down to the dojo? I haven't, I haven't been down. I haven't been down to the dojo except for one time to do an interview in since the beginning of the pandemic. So I don't know who's down there anymore. Uh, uh, I haven't been in a little while cause I've been, you know, working shows and all that, but uh, I was going every single Monday for about five, six months because my shoot job would only allow me to go on Mondays. So, and uh, with a lot of help from guys like Mike Outlaw and uh, Camaro Jackson and Luke Roberts and Rodell yourself and Sadie Blaze, I kind of, you know, I got a crash course. Like, we need you to be here quickly. <laughs> yeah. Jay, I know Jay King is giving you some some advice, too. So, oh, yeah. Jay, Jay, Jay King, shout out to him. He's one of the best referees in the Midwest. So, absolutely. Renee, what you got? All right, well, Chris, I want to delve into a little bit of that origin story. So you said, I'm not really sure when I started being a fan. Uh, yeah. Was there someone in your life, like a, a relative, a cousin, your parents, that they also watch wrestling? Or did you just gravitate, gravitate to it on your own like I did? Because my, my parents, you remember um, a water boy, right? Like the yeah. mom would be like, little girls are the devil, right? So that was my mom. Everything was the devil, including professional wrestling. Rap music was the devil. Pro wrestling was the devil. And that was during the Attitude Era, so she might have been right. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All I know is that when I was 14 and Sable walked out with the little pasties, bro, that was, I was locked in. I have the reverse of that, and then I got my father into it. I was watching, like, Superstars and Wrestling Challenge every Saturday. And then, you know, uh, NWA Pro on TBS and, you know, Saturday night and all that. I was watching everything I could get my hands on to the point where, you know, my dad's like, oh, I kind of like this, too. Want to go to a show? <laughs> well, I, I think that's incredible, right? Because uh, we all kind of end up at the same place, but all have kind of a different way of getting there. And I noticed that in the background, um, you got a bunch of different championships. Not sure if you were able to tune into the first couple minutes of the show. Yeah. But we actually did a short moment of silence for a legendary, not only wrestler, but also yeah. a creator of championships in Reggie Parks. I see all the belts behind you, bro. Do you have a personal favorite belt or maybe one that you have in your collection that is nearest and dearest to you? So I'm always a fan of the big gold. and the oh, Of course. Cable. Like, I, like everyone my age, everyone in their 30s and above really has that soft spot for that big gold. I love the winged eagle. I actually really like the current UK championship. I think that's a beautiful. Oh, it's belt. beautiful. It's a lot of detail. Yes. Yeah. So and do you I, have yeah. a favorite? That's the question. Uh, Winged eagle. Yeah. And, and who was your favorite champion with the winged eagle? Was it Austin? Was it Hogan? You know, Rock had it. Triple H had it. A lot of people had that winged eagle. Uh, honestly, Savage. Savage. Go, Somebody brought that up earlier about him having it at WrestleMania four. Mm -hmm. And he lost it at five. He lost it at five. The whole one of those rare times where a champion turns in the middle of a long reign. You know, I Dude. like that. I like the intrigue. Le legendary stuff for sure. Yeah. Well, um, the other thing I wanted to ask you is about the pod. So yeah. it, it almost seems like there's a thousand podcasts nowadays yeah. about every single subject. I know that the key to it, at least from us, is to just kind of be unique and be yourself. Mm -hmm. what, tell us a little bit about the pod and kind of uh, what you do to differentiate yourself from everybody else. So it started like every other kind of boring podcast where we just reviewed the shows. And then we realized that everyone kind of does that. 
at least in some respect. So that's when it, it was originally called Body Slammed. And then it, okay. morphed into, it morphed into issues with wrestling where we just picked a topic and ran with it. Like we said, all right, what's the state of the business? Um, who are the Mount Rushmore factions? Uh, it's any number of things. And then we also have a segment we call Breaking the Scale, where we watch like a Meltzer five-star or a PWI match of the year. And then we watch the opposite, like a negative five-star or a worst work match of the year. So usually around the same era or genre and compare them. We did that with Luke Roberts once. It was a lot of fun. Man, that does sound amazing, bro. You guys are really getting me deep into some of this stuff. I dig it. That, that's dope. And how long have you been doing that? Since 2016. 2016. So you got the podcast. Now you're doing refereeing. Yes. Anything else on the horizon as far as like what you want to do in the world of pro wrestling? Because I know some guys do ring announcing, refereeing, commentary work. So what what else? Hey, would you hey, hey, get hey, you're trying to give up my job here? I'm man? just asking the question. So uh, <laughs> I love refing. I think it's great. I mean, I aspired to be a worker. Like I said, that didn't work out because of life and everything else. But I love refing. But ultimately, I'd love to be creative. I would love like to be being a booker or writing yeah. a show. Yeah. Oh, I, dude, I, 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 I think I, that's I, awesome. I could also see Chris probably doing some commentary too somewhere down the road. Like something happens that maybe he can't do a show because he's like, gets, you know, banged God, up. But God forget you get banged up. But he could probably handle a pot. He could do that, you know. Um, but no, he's he's good. What brought you to the independent scene? Which do you remember your first independent show you watched? Oh, yeah. Uh, it was 1999, and it was a Central States Rampage wrestling show. And it was in my oh, it, it was it was it was in my hometown, and it was just it was there, and it was five dollars. Mm-hmm. And so I went, and I had an absolute blast. Where 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 in central where in the central states were you? Uh, I was in uh, Eureka. Eureka, okay. And it was a show literally at the Elks Lodge there in town. So it was like it's right next to my house. Why would I not go? Yeah, I mean, five dollars for a night of entertainment, probably. Yeah. Do you remember the do you do you happen to remember the main event of the evening or <laughs> it was the Hollywood Stud and Rough Cut Rick Ruby. Ah, know. the Hollywood Stud. Let yeah. me tell you, that's one of Crystal's favorite people in the world is Hollywood Stud. So uh because I remember my first show. It was a it was a rampant I believe it was Central States Wrestling Association back at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and funny thing is, it was at the Concordia Turner's Hall where we do our shows now. Yeah. I'm like the first time I walked in there, I'm like, man, I've been here before. I've been here before. I I, I went there. Um, they were running a show. I was with my at the time. I was with my girlfriend, and she knew one of the wrestlers at the time. And uh, it was uh, Stephen Stephen Kevin Sharp, which is, was Kevin became Kevin X and Bishop Stevens against the Johnny Billy and Johnny D. So that tells you how long I've been around for. Well, so. the really funny story about that show was it was outside in a pavilion. Mm-hmm. And people were starting to walking up to just watch the show. They weren't paying to get in. So they, <laughs> ended up, they ended up trying to put uh, like black construction paper around the gazebo to block it off so people couldn't see. I guess I guess that I guess that didn't work too well then, huh? Not really, but hey, they got my five dollars and I didn't mind. So. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and you had and you had a blast, right? Yeah. And uh there's been nary a wrestling show that I've missed in St. Louis in the past twenty years, so 
Right, and I because I, I remember you being before you started to come down to the dojo and referee. You were pretty much at every wrestling show, and we were we would talk. And sometimes you get mad because your shoot job would not allow you to come to the show because of because of that darn thing we call work. You know, damn it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> darn thing we call work. But um, I mean, you always you always came to the show. You were always. You, you bring your son, your son's there, so yeah. he has a good time. He doesn't like he doesn't like the Art City Mercenaries. He doesn't like he doesn't really who like does? The, <laughs> he doesn't really like the <laughs> he doesn't really like the snitch. Uh, who does? <laughs> Nightmare Joe Lance likes the snitch, right. but he but, but he, he, lo- yeah, he but he loves Camaro. He loves <laughs> yeah, he loves Camaro Jackson. He loves Adrian Surge. So yeah. I guess I guess I guess he's learning the right way. So yes. Well, there's no doubt about that, and and I guess I, I got to get into to maybe getting to know you a little bit better because I always enjoy doing this. So I think we all have guilty pleasures in professional wrestling. Chris, what's your pro wrestling guilty pleasure? A wrestler you like, or a promotion you like that really nobody else is really effing with, but you're like, that's my shit. Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't care. I love um, Santino Morella. I mean, I don't know, like. What's your guilty pleasure um, in professional so, wrestling? I'm I'm a huge Japan mark. I love Japanese wrestling and uh as the G1. Much as love, G1's been going on the exactly, last couple weeks. Yeah. Great. Um as much as I love the New Japan All Japan, there's something about DDT that that just tickles me just so. And I love the nonsense of it and the fact that you can have the nonsense and the competitive action. Well, it's it's a little bit it's definitely a little bit more AEW versus oh, WWE. Yeah. Like yeah, it's edgier, they're a little goofier with it. Is they, it they're, like, they're a little bit looser with the rules. I, I dig it too. I DDT is, it kind of, is is DDT kind of like the old Chikara was? A little bit more loosey-goosey, somewhat. Yeah, well, somewhat. Just with the Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Championship, the fact that two different ladders have held it and there's been a thousand <laughs> different champions. I get like a uh, what's Sammy Callahan's promotion that he has uh, wrestling revolver. I yeah. get more of that like vibe to it, like mm-hmm. that that wrestling revolver vibe. That's dope, Rodell. I never asked you this question. What's your um, pro wrestling guilty pleasure? Are you like a do do drop fan or something? No, I'm. I'm <laughs> I actually, I actually really liked Alexa Bliss. The Alexa Bliss. That's not a guilty pleasure. Well, Everybody right. likes Alexa Bliss. Try again. Name real quick. Hold on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Um, the the twenty four seven stuff now with Reggie with the flips and stuff. I wish I could do. I I honestly I'm wish with I could, you, bro. I wish I could do that. It's some of the best well produced stuff. And knowing and actually, I met Reggie once down at the dojo. He's a St. Louis guy. He's ain't a St. Louis guy. Yeah. I know Chris. Chris was down there. Uh, worked with him when he was in town. I believe for probably for thanks for probably for a holiday because he comes in and sees his family and stuff. And, it was. Uh, just when they went back on the road, so I got to go right. home. Right, and uh-huh. he, he's 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 one. He's a super nice guy. Always, whenever we he's in the do, he's in the dojo. I am on uh on Facebook, and anytime he's get tagged on something, he's always responding to it. You know, he's, so, and I, I Chris can speak to it. I don't know how he was that night when he was down there. I'm, I'm sure he was giving everybody all kinds of uh, okay. advice. So there's one more guilty pleasure I forgot. But anyone that has Roku. There's this channel that's just called Wrestling, and you, wrestling. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's a picture of an animated RVD. All right, wrestling, and you just click the channel, and it plays a random thing from wrestling. Hmm. It has this huge library, and it plays some something random. Like last night, I was watching it, and I saw a like hacksaw Duggan 
steel cage tuxedo match. <laughs> and it was like, I love shit like that. Yeah. It, it's kind of like the it's kind of like on Samsung. Uh, there's the Impact Wrestling channel, and yeah. they show like you could be watching anything from Impact Wrestling. I believe one I I turned it on just randomly the other day, and they were doing that British boot camp that had like Rockstar Spud and who's now Drake Maverick, and them. they were they were doing the British boot camp stuff. So it just it's fun to watch. Uh, one time I I watched. A steel cage match with Foley and Sting at I believe it was a Genesis pay per view. So mm -hmm. I'm still waiting for the lockdown pay per view from St. Louis with the electrified cage because that's Why? that's that's I don't know because I've heard I've heard stories about that match. I was there live. <laughs> I was there live too. Bob Backlund was right next to me trying to get me to name the presidents backwards. I could barely name the presidents. <laughs> Bob Backlund. So, I mean, Rodell, did you, did you tell our friend here about my wrestling trauma when I was in high school? What oh, I bro, I got to hear it. Come on now. Don't hold oh, out on me. Oh, being at the being in Kansas City on the – Yeah, I was uh, there that I own Hart fell. <gasps> I was in Kemper Arena. Bro. I, yeah. Okay, so obviously I'm not a native Kansas Cityan, but I've been here for 20 years. Yeah. And I have heard several people tell that story and – um. Go ahead and share with us, bro. I know it's a tough one, but but yeah, it's a moment in wrestle that'll go down in wrestling infamy forever and ever and ever. So it was it was actually the first trip because I was only seventeen. It was the first trip I got to make with my friends by ourselves. We were in St. Louis. We got to go to KC with our parents' permission, and so we go. And the show's pretty good. We're enjoying Over the Edge, and uh, they're doing a bad stage segment because they're about to have the IC title match with Godfather and and Blue Blazer, and they're doing a bad stage segment and. You know, Owen's getting lowered, and then you just hear the snap. And uh, I believe, like a lot of people said, I believe that uh, Jimmy Corderas, the referee, would also be dead if Owen hadn't screamed for him to move. Because he would have hit Jimmy Corderas for where he was going if he hadn't, you know, screamed, you know, move out of the way. He screamed his name, and he moved out of the way, and it was just, yeah. I That was the one of the only times I almost stopped watching when the show kept going. It was like I I can't believe they're doing this. So. I, uh, you, you My understanding is that they didn't know he was dead on the scene, but that maybe that's just like what they, they what WWE the put out there to kind of try to, you know. I mean, they announced it on the pay per view, so they they did. Right. Yeah. It just uh, you you just watching the because I remember actually watching that pay per view, um, and I used to have it recorded. I had I recorded all the pay per views. And I used to have it on a VHS tape. I can't find it right now, which probably if I could if I could find it, I could probably sell it for a ton of money because it's the only copy of it. they don't they don't put that. That's the only pay per view they don't ever really. Yeah, put, put it out. this way: they don't have that on the WWE Network. No, <laughs> or on, uh, on Peacock. And what remind what 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 struck me was the entire quiet of the crowd. Just like yeah. the whole, it was like that you could actually hear a pin drop probably in that place at that time. And I mean, I went to. To Raw the next night, and it was it was a tribute to Owen. But be, I don't know if I, it, I don't know how I would handle it being in that arena during that time, uh, hearing and it, as you say, you heard the snap of the the, the rope, the rigging, and then you heard him yell for Jimmy to move out of the way. I mean, I just I I don't, I don't know. That's just that that's just kind of tra traumatic. So. Did you make it back first to Raw the next night? Or I did. Yeah, we did. Okay. Uh, lots of tears were shed, but it was all right. Yeah, I mean, 
Something you'll carry with you forever, man. That's tough. Yeah. We we kind of talk about that every day when the anniversary comes up. We do we do kind of mm-hmm. mention it. he's like, yeah, today's the today's the day that Owen Owen died, and it seems like the number gets bigger every year. But uh, you know, um, Martha. Not, one, uh, yeah. Martha. I'm not, not one of those fans. Yeah, I'm not one of those fans that's pissed at AEW for honoring him because no, no, no. Can. I thought it was great. I think I think it's fine. It's it's what Martha wants to do. Martha doesn't want. Owen to be any part of the WWE right now. So, I mean, I mean, it All is right. what it is. So happier topics. Indeed. Well, I can definitely transition uh, to something to ask you in terms of your in-ring experience. Now, yes. from what I understand, it's only been a handful of matches so far. Have you found yourself in a precarious position as a worker where uh, maybe uh, communication lapse or maybe things didn't necessarily go as originally orchestrated. What have you run into thus far in terms of your in-ring career? So there was a match that I uh, refereed for Dynamo not too long ago where uh, it was going to be a near fall, and I couldn't stop my momentum on the three. And my hand hit the mat. The guy shoulder came up. Now, I think that myself and the, 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 the heel in the match did a really good job of selling because I waved it off real big. And he got in my face, and I kept going the two, two, two. Nice. So I, mean, nice. I, I, I got some flack backstage, as I should have. It was playful. Nobody was really angry. Right. But right. I think I played it off well. But that's been the only thing I've, I've like really cringed that I've done so far. Yeah. And, and how close was it? I bet it was. Was it like a love tap, or did you go all in on the tap? It was like a half of my normal cadence. A half one. Oh, <laughs> timing is everything in this it's sport, isn't the it? The crowd was giving it to me, and I'm like, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Does everyone assume you can't count to three? Yes. yes. Okay, yeah, I figured so. Because you, I don't know if you know this, but uh, one of our regular hosts, Nightmare Jones, he's actually a full-time referee out on the East Coast in Virginia, oh. West Virginia, and Maryland and all that. So he, he tells the stories all the time, and he's been doing it for 10 years. I mean – Dude, there's just so much going on, especially when it's multi-man matches, tag matches. You know, you three, four, five guys against each other. It's it's got to be rough. And, and being and being a referee back in the day, all you have you have to be emphatic with what you. If if for some reason, you know, if it's a full count and he didn't kick out, you know, you can deal with that backstage. You you have to call it. But but if it's about if it's even and you see that he kicked out, but you you couldn't stop. I mean, it's gravity, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's gravity pulling your hand down. You just have to be emphatic about it and be like, just you know, just barely before I hit the bot, you know. So I mean, you know, it's just one of those. It's just one of those things. Everyone does it. I did it. You know. I you know. <laughs> well, and Luke Roberts was a referee as well for a time, and I think he does it occasionally from time to time. So I'm sure he could. He's got a story or two under his belt about oh, something not necessarily going well and. Having to make, I, I always am more interested in the recovery from the mistake than the mistake itself. Like, how did you bounce back from that? I always and, find that more intriguing. And, and, and I think I remember that match, and I was like, ah, he played it off. He he was emphatic about it. He, you know, emphatic and went on with the rest of the match. So, I mean. And the thing about that, like, I'm not the type of person to let things get to me. Just because, again, my shoot job prepares me for that. For those that don't know, I work in law enforcement. So, oh, respect, uh, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so you very much. much. Tough so gig. like, uh. It's like, hey, uh, that can't get to me because nothing else does, really. So, <laughs> got to keep it like that. You got to be stone cold, man. Yeah. Because because that because as soon as you as soon as you let it, as soon as you let the fans get to you, mm-hmm. that's when you're going to make a mistake. And <laughs> indeed. Well, you know what? I have a clip. 
before we get into the shooting shots, I mean, hopefully, Chris, you'll join us for the shooting shout Absolutely. where everybody gets 30, 45 seconds to just kind of ramble and rant about anything they want to. But I have a clip that I got from social. And since you follow wrestling from New Japan to WWE, everything in between, I'm sure you've heard of GCW. Yes. And this past weekend, something really big happened because Mick Foley showed up. And he had a couple of words for the GCW faithful. We're going to go ahead and watch it together. Rodell, you may have not even seen this yet, and I'll get your guys' reaction. And really, the reason I'm trying to gauge your reaction is some people love shoots and wrestling. Some people hate shoots and wrestling. And especially when you see a legend, a WWE legend, showing up at a place like GCW, to me, it's completely nostalgic. Some people hate it, right? Because they feel like it's taking away from his legacy. What's he doing down there with those guys or whatever? Some of the older, more stubborn wrestling fans, right? But let's go ahead and watch it. And I want to see if I can get your guys' immediate reaction. Is everybody cool with that? Yes. Sounds good. Okay, cool. And I'll share the screen. And we'll hit play. From the bottom of my heart, fuck Matt Cardona. <laughs> Let's go back a little bit further. Hold on. There are times when you Here we go. I believe in the soul, even the art of hardcore wrestling. Here we go. I believe in the soul of deathmatch wrestling. And I do believe that there are times when you save up your special moves for the best possible moment. And since I don't wrestle anymore, sometimes I have to save up the most special words for the most important moment. And so I want you all to, to listen. Let's have it completely silent. Zoom in if you can. From the bottom of my heart, fuck Matt Cardona. <laughs> <laughs> There you have it, man. Uh, Chris, your thoughts on seeing Mick Foley show up at GCW? Well, well, first of all, I want to know where I can get one of those shirts at because that shirt's fire. That that oh. that, that full that with the the, the presidential. It, it is, and I'm sure they have it in a four X because that's what I would need. Right, because <laughs> it's Mick Foley. But I, I, he's playing to the crowd because the GCW crowd hates Matt Cardona. They do hate hate him. Talk about passion. resurrecting though. That dude is killing it out there. Right. I'm so proud of him. And, and he actually just posted something on Twitter before the show uh, and tagged the owner of GCW and says money owes uh, money's owed by GCW. Cardona, 20-something thousand. Chelsea, 15,000. So I know it's probably, you know, it's all – it's wrestling. They're, yeah, they're doing everything. Right. Everything's at work with that. Right. Deal. But still, I mean, did you really expect seeing Zach freaking Ryder as a – freaking guy <laughs> I love it going in against Nick Cage who was on AEW pizza cutting Chris Jericho <laughs> Chris Jericho Chris hey Jericho's you know head. a Domino's commercial came on right after right, that right right pissing off, <laughs> pissing off Domino's uh which I mean they should be pissed off anyway with their pizza but anyway <laughs> Better than one says bite. Spoiled St. Louis it is better guy. than one bite. One bite is terrible. I Stay think that's cool. your shooting shot tonight, isn't it, Rodell? No, no, that's not going to be part. That I was thinking about that. Yo, yo, Rodell was legitimately tweeting at the barstool guy, talking <laughs> about your pizza's freaking trash, man. <laughs> I I bought it to try it because I like pizza. I'm a fat guy. I like pizza, but it was trash. The pe- the the only part about it was good was the crust, and that's not enough to have for a pizza. So it was it was terrible. So now I feel like I need to tell everyone that 
that their pizza. I took. I think I told some kid the other day that he obviously hasn't good, had good pizza. So when he oh, said that he loved, wow, pizza, you did. I, I'm actually time. waiting. I'm actually hoping that one day I get blocked by one bite just for the fun of it because you know. I mean, and I also I will also say I hate that Applebee's commercial with the with the song from Walker Hayes, the fancy like. All right, all right, save it for the high spot segment, Rodell. Relax, you got to relax see, over there. You got me all fired you got up, all now. worked up. Okay, you see so, what I do to people, Chris? Cardona. Yeah, this is probably the best storyline going on in wrestling right now. I think because it's the WWE guy who worked the WWE style coming into GCW and just shitting all over it. He, I you know, love calling, it. <laughs> calling the GCW universe, putting a spinner title. Yeah, call them the universe. They hated that, bro. Yeah. They hated yeah. it. When he, when he fought Moxley, he had the GCW title on a spinner. I mean, come on. Homage <laughs> to John Cena and Edge. Yeah. And, oh, this, and, and the thing is, is he probably paid for that himself with his WWE money. He probably paid for that. To, to get the gimmick over more. So, I mean, I mean... If if you knew how much Matt Cardona makes off selling action figures, it would blow your mind. Oh, I probably wouldn't. You'd... Well, people forget that he is the ultimate underdog. He's not a WWE guy. He got himself over on YouTube early yeah. on. People forget that about him. He's definitely got it in him to get his shit over without WWE. He's done oh, yeah. it before. He's going to be fine. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, but now he's supposed and he's married to Chelsea Green, so I mean, <laughs> good consolation hurt. prize. And yeah. before that, it was uh, Tennille Dashwood. So the guy's doing great. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Well, Rodell, before we get into the shooting shot segment, man, did you have any final questions or thoughts for our illustrious guest, official Dynamo Pro official? Chris Miles, what do you got for him, Rodell? Uh, all I got to say is how how much are you looking forward to next weekend when we have two shows, one in Arnold and one in uh, the South Broadway Athletic Club? It's our uh, Four Hands versus Strange Donuts show. It's going to be great. How much are you looking forward to those two shows? Bro, you uh, better get your cardio in. That's all I'm going to say before you answer. A lot of cardio. Hour and a half on the bike every day. But uh, I'm like a 15 out of 10 excited. It's going to be great. I'm super stoked. You know, it's I'm I'm gonna get my match count up. That's what I'm looking for. Right, because because yeah, Friday Friday night we're in Arnold for Graved Intentions. Uh, the only thing announced so far is Ricky Cruz versus PT Beckham versus uh the Butcher Damian Blade. Uh, but but we also got Mike Outlaw is gonna be on the show. But for the South Broadway Athletic Club show, the MWR title, Missouri State title. The top two ranked wrestlers in the state of Missouri, Mike Outlaw and Moses, are going to fight for the, the MM, MWR title, which has been vacant um, since uh, Farmer Billy Hills uh, relinquished his title. To the From CCW, event. you're right. I believe he retired. Um, and because of the pandemic, we, you know, we haven't had... Former guest of the show, by the way. Shout out to Billy Hills. Right. So, so finally, the number one and two wrestlers are going to wrestle for the title. So, Bro, and in their, they're in the same, like... I'm not going to say same faction, but they're definitely like a part of the same right, group. They, right. So they, yeah. train, they train together. They, right. You know, but, but it's you, also WLW versus Dynamo on a certain right. level as well, which it's makes it even kind of, more it's interesting. Also, it's also kind of a KC versus uh, St. Louis because they're more closer to KC, I believe. Is I believe WLW is a little closer to KC than we are. No, 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 no. Troy is definitely part of the yeah. St. Okay. Louis suburb, in my opinion. But, yeah. but still, top two ranked wrestlers in the state of Missouri. Ben Simon keeps the rankings, uh, has, has kept up the rankings, you know, I mean, we've, so we've had, we now have the top two title 
people, Mike Outlaw and Moses. I don't know about you, but you need to come out on South Broadway Athletic Club on Saturday the 24th. And it's a free show. The best part about it, it's a free show. No, we'll no, say, yeah. no cover, no cover charge. It's it's, it's four a boss show. Versus, Let's go. It's four four hand four hands versus strange donuts. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome time. I mean, I I know I you're, doubt you're, you're hoping. I know Chris is probably hoping that he gets to have that match between Outlaws. Let's say, let's say, if I do not ref that match, which you know, fingers crossed, I do, I will be on the other side of the curtain because that that's not one you watch from backstage. Yo, well, much respect to that, right? Because. Even as referees, uh, ring announcers, commentary people, like what we have here uh, as the group during the podcast, I mean, at the end of the day, Chris, we're just fans, right? Like, whether you're a ref or anything else, at the end of the day, we just want to be as close to the action as possible, hopefully without leaving with some sort of injury. Right, because <laughs> that can happen to referees, ring announcers, and commentators too. I'm just saying, right. this shit happens. As a ring announcer, I believe my my the scariest thing is Jake Durden threw Ricky Cruz over the top rope into the announcer table, and I didn't even know it was I didn't know it was coming. All of a sudden, I see Ricky Cruz about to land in my lap, so I had to push back as fast as I can, or else I was going to be on the ground with Ricky Cruz on top of me. So, when well, I'm going for you. Indeed. Well, Chris, all I can say before we get into shooting the shot is it's been a fantastic interview. Uh, nothing but success with the pod. Nothing with the, but success with all the stuff that you do in the ring, man. Stay healthy as a guy in his 30s himself. Uh, I think it's it's kind of a leap of faith you're taking a little bit to kind of start this late. But you know what, bro? You got really the best of the best at your disposal from an education standpoint when you're talking about guys like Jay and your guys, you're talking about guys like Luke. I mean, bro, you, you literally just show up there. I'm sure you have for the last several months and sat under the learning tree, but also you're going to have to add your own wrinkle to it. So I guess that's my question. And I want to give you credit because unlike a lot of referees that are friends of mine, you actually have a social media presence that you just started up, right? So yes. tell me why you feel it's important that you have a social media presence when a lot of people feel like, hey, I get paid to show up to the shows every Saturday. I'm good with that. Why did you feel like that you wanted to make that a priority? I'm curious. Because if I put it out there that I'm going to be at this show, at this show, at this show, if I can say I put a button in the seat or someone came to the show because I told them it was Even there, one. Even, even just one, one, right? That looks better in the eyes of the promoter for me. I can get more bookings because, like, hey, this ref actually it gets out there and promotes the show and it brings people in. You know, and that to me was what wrestlers should be doing, what ring announcers should be doing, what referees should be doing. And that's the that's the thing that's lacking in wrestling right now is the the wrestlers themselves don't put over yeah. what shows they're going to be on. So it, I mean, and I, that I, stands I, down to everybody: camera crew, ring crew, really. commentary, ring announcer, the whole right. gamut of them. I absolutely promise you, if you go to Twitter, or Instagram at one underscore two underscore three miles. You will know if I have a show coming up. I will be all about it. That'll be the the whole week. Before Good for you, like, man. He, he he told he told us the one show. It was not the sli- it was one of the Dynamo recent Dynamo shows. He's like, be there or just suck. You know. Yeah. <laughs> be there or I'm gonna unfriend your ass. How about that? Okay, I'm just kidding. But what was, what was funny was like the last <laughs> show we had. I had uh, five people there that that got it. That I I got five butts in the seats. And one of the guys backstage that was running the show was like, okay, the ref got five people. You as a wrestler got nobody here tonight. <laughs> come on, I mean, man. <laughs> I, my, bro- my brother my brother had a sh- has come to shows before. Um, 
he hasn't come since we restarted, but, but he would tell me, he's like, man, can you put aside 10, 15 tickets for me? Cause I got all these people that he brought like two or three people, the first show. And then they started talking to their friends and their friends started to talk to their friends and their friends started to talk to their friends. And he's like, He's like, I need 15 seats. Can you reserve a section for me? I'm like, I'm sure if I say I need 15 tickets, Crystal's going to be like, you want to, where do you want to be? I mean, (laughs) where do you want (laughs) to Hell yeah, man. Nothing makes a promoter happier than that. That's, that's for absolute sure. All right. Well, gentlemen, let's go ahead and start having a little bit more fun here in tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast, shoot and shout segment. And what's awesome about the Shoot and Shout segment is we actually even have our very own music for the Shoot and Shout segment. Now, let this me... is going to be the first time I hear this because last time I was on the show for Shoot and Shout, there was no open. So I'm looking okay, forward well, to this. Well, this does have an open. And I will say, if you are a old school rock fan, well, not old school necessarily, but more like 90s, 2000s, and you've ever heard of the band Limp Biscuit, then this will be right up your alley, but with a twist to it. Check me out. It's going to be crazy. But let me explain how this works. Each of us gets 30 to 45 seconds to basically go off about anything. It could be about how much air is in a bag of potato chips, the price of gasoline, or it could even be something wrestling related. It's completely up to you. We'll go in this order. I'll hit the music. It'll be Rodell. It'll be me. And then it'll be referee Christopher Miles. Does everybody agree with that? Sounds good. All right, I'll hit the music, guys. Let's go ahead and get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. Hit that music. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fun, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact, and if you're right, your life's on contract. Your best bets to stay away, motherfucker. <laughs> that's that's freaking show tune style, baby. Lip biscuit, break stuff, show tune style. Hit it one more time. <laughs> It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fun, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact, and if you interact, life's on contract. You best bet to stay away, motherfucker. That woo gets me every time. Who did that for you? Uh, listen, bro, you know, we can talk about that later. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, shoot and shout, big sexy. What's pissing you off tonight, man? Hit it. Well, I, I could come in here and talk about how one bite pizza sucks. I could come in here and talk about how I hate the Applebee's Walker Hayes party like song and the fact that they did a remix now with Kesha. There's now a remix because party like by Somebody Walker Hayes is, is actually a real country song. Yes, that if I was working at Wild Country, I would probably have to kill myself because I would have to play the song. Um, uh, and because any song that has a has a line that says "bougie like natty in styrofoam" should not be on the radio. So, but but in all seriousness, I want to talk about mental health and something that came, this past weekend was World Mental Health Awareness Day, and uh, there was a group that put out a video uh, called "Tag Me and United." I don't know if you've seen it online. It's at Tag Me and United. Uh, it had a video with Chris Jericho. Um, Renee Paquette was in it, uh, Lillian Garcia, Mick Foley, Kurt Angle, Mark Henry, Conan, uh, 
the guy that played Big Cass, I can't think of what his name is in Impact now, but uh, Lufisto and a whole bunch of other talking about mental health. And it's like, you know, you're not alone. Just remember, you're not alone. All you have to do is, quote, unquote, hashtag tag me in. That's all I got to say is no one is alone. Uh, we The world's you have the suicide prevention hotline. They take their they take call. But tag me in. That's all you got to know is just if you're having problems, even if I don't really know you. I know Chris put out on his the same thing. If you don't really know me still, you're having a mental issue tag me in we're all in we're, we're all in this crazy world together so let's just help make you through so that's that's my shooting out i just wanted to look at tag me in united and i've been trying to get a hold of the people to see and maybe maybe down the line we can get them on and talk about their what their true what their mission, mission is. statement is yeah so i, I don't i don't it. know who run i don't know who runs it i don't know which wrestler put on put it on but it's it, it's good it was all i saw on my Twitter feed on Saturday and Sunday was the Name. was the video. So, so well, that, that's, that's that's mine. That's mine. Tag okay. me in. That's pretty legit, man. And I appreciate that. And I personally have friends and family that deal with uh mental illness. So uh definitely hits close home with me. And I appreciate you sharing that with us, big sexy. Now, um, because I actually um had my shooting shot ready to go, I'm gonna move forward with it. Um, but the seriousness of yours is kind of taking a little steam out of mine. I'm going to be honest. Because I'm about to start bitching about the Kansas City Chiefs defense. And if you've ever been... Bro, oh my gosh. Bro, have you ever been to Family Dollar, like, real tough times? And you buy those, like, paper towels and you're like, you know what, bro? Just one roll, it's a dollar. This whole roll should be enough to get me through cleaning, like, my ashtray. Well, let me tell you, a whole roll... Of family dollar paper towels later, my ashtray is still dirty. And even that is more resilient than the Kansas City Chiefs defense. I'm so sorry, bro. I know that's had nothing to do with professional wrestling, but I don't care. And it ain't serious and sweet and, and all touchy to the heart like Chris Rodell's is. But I'm hurting too. I and somebody needs to be mentally aware of my stability after watching those pieces of crap play last Sunday. So we lost by 18 at home to a team that we beat twice in a row. Run the ball, Andy Reid. So, Run so it's not, the ball. So it's not That's Patrick. Honest. It's not Patrick Mahomes' fault. No, bro. No, because even with a bad day, he still threw for two touchdowns. <laughs> bro, come on, do something with your life. You know you're getting paid to be out there and stop the other guys, Chiefs defense. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You were you were at home right this week. It was a home game, right? Mm. Oh, mm, mm. shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> I'm done. Chris Miles, please close this out, bro. Okay, so this is gonna go tie into my shoe job. Pedestrians and cyclists. Hey, I'm, I'm often one of them. <laughs> Cyclist, you don't get to use the sidewalk. You were supposed to be on the street, and. You're supposed to obey the laws of the street. Stop signs, stop lights. You can't buzz through those. And if you are a pedestrian, crossing the crosswalk. We have them everywhere for a reason. And also to the drivers, watch for the people on the crosswalk. That's fine. Someone got hit last week. It was bad. But hey, just if you're on a bike, obey the damn laws. Stay off the sidewalk. Stay on the street. Stop at stop signs. Signal. Do all that stuff. You are a vehicle. Do all things a car would do. Please, for me, 
<laughs> Can I add one? Yeah. Put down your damn cell phone when you're driving in the car. Please. Or if you're walking across the street, put, put down your cell phone. <laughs> awesome stuff from both of you guys Chris, Chris, Chris for tonight's shooting shout. Chris no is question. Gonna be, Chris is going to be scraping up somebody off the road, it sounds like. <laughs> With a spatula. Again? Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> like Wiley Coyote falling from the cliff. He's like, I got to scrape myself? <laughs> All right. Well, let me just say this uh, for the whole Wrestle Talk family. Chris, thank you for what you do, not only for the world of pro wrestling, but also what you do out there for the citizenry uh, and wherever it is that you're patrolling. Thank you, bro. You have a thankless job. It's probably never been harder than it is today to be a police officer. And I'll tell you, cause I've got other friends that are in law enforcement and, and one of my buddies actually went from police officer to sheriff because he wanted to kind of get around, get away from the city and stuff. Cause it was just becoming a little bit too difficult for him. So if you're patrolling these streets in the city from day in, day out, bro, I tip my cap to you, even though I'm not wearing one, because you got a hell of a job. But I'm glad you're there, bro, because people talk a lot of shit. But when 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 it hits the fan, you know what they do? 911. And you show up every damn time, man. And Thank you and for that. Thank and you. And they're their first ones in, and they don't ask questions about it. You know, no, nope. they 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 don't care. Selfless people, man. At, at that point, if something goes down, they're they're top. They're they're first there, and last ones out. So indeed, bro. All right, two bits of business before you go. Number one, promise us you won't be a stranger. Well, not at all. All right, drop the the info for the podcast, and also drop your social media if you don't mind. Please go so ahead. The podcast is iww underscore podcast. And you can get a hold of me either at my email, bookchrismiles at gmail.com, or Twitter and Instagram at one underscore two underscore three miles. See, I'm not the only weirdo with underscores in my at, so respect to you for that, my guy. We, we got to go right here. I tried to get just plain old one, two, three miles. It was taken, no way. So of hey. course. <laughs> That's why I had to go underscores, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much love to you. Shout out to Scott Rathbum. Uh, the engraver of these beautiful Wrestle Talk podcast mugs. Anything else you want to hit us with before you go, Chris? Hey, right, just come to the shows. We got a couple. Like Chris said a couple shows uh, coming up in a couple weeks. Arnold, Missouri, South Florida Athletic Club. Come check us out. Come check me out. Say hi. I'm That's right. Do it, guys, and do what Rodell is doing. Go to at one underscore two underscore three miles on instagram and twitter if you can't find them just look on our page we're probably going to share his stuff a little bit later tonight or just look up our friends list and you can find chris mouse chris thank you so much for being here brother we will see you on the next time around yeah thanks for having me guys adios amigo peace well 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 (laughs) shout out to my man sonny mayo much respect to him oh by the way we're doing haunted havoc in Salina on October 23rd for my Kansas folks um, who want to come out to an independent uh, wrestling show. Chris Rodell, before we go to break, I just want to ask you one question, man. How are you feeling about the rest of episode 366? Because we're just a couple of seconds away from the ultimate Hulkamaniac, the Slammer. Oh, I think it's going to be a great interview. Uh, I was just talking to him. He's a uh trying to get in right now so i sent a message to the the just little inside business i sent a message so um he's having a few issues so i don't know if anyone can help him so oh bro don't worry about it here's the beauty of it we're going on a little bit of a late break so we've got about two to two and a half minutes where we can get slammer set up make sure his audio's good his visual's good 
Rodell, I'll go ahead and let you communicate with him and make sure that we're good to go here in the next couple of minutes. We'll come back and we'll make it happen. And for whatever reason, you know, it, it doesn't come together, then that's okay because we got plenty of stuff that we can address and we can just reschedule. But I can see him already in the studio. So okay. optimistic. So, so, so maybe that second, because the, the first link I sent him didn't work for some reason. Okay, maybe no, it's working. I, it's, it's probably it's it's probably my technical ability. So we'll, yes, we're not because going. Chris Rodell just it's recently old. switched off a of dial-up AOL. You hey, know, like hey, I want you, I want you, I, ding dong, I actually want you to know, I still have. Remember that? I, st- <laughs> I still have it. I still have an AOL email address I use. So oh my gosh, stop it! I don't. Use That's still not as bad as Hotmail though. If you got a Hotmail, I already know you're over forty. I I used to have a Hotmail, <laughs> but I don't have. I have like four emails address. But let let's go to the break because you know we got some business to take care of. So let's do it, baby. We'll be back in roughly two and a half minutes with our number two of the Wrestle Talk podcast, episode three sixty six. During a break, we're gonna hit one of our most loyal friends in the entertainment business. He does hip hop music. He also is a wrestler in his spare time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my brother. Vince Sanity with his latest hit off his latest album, The Hottest in Time of Space. This is Heaven's Demons. Remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot all your shots and we still won't come down. We some fools, we some brats, yeah, they call us out. By all means, we some kings and our table is round. Wanna float to the top, there's a chance we might drown. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, 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 ground. everybody knows that. I'm the baddest right now. Everybody knows that. I would never back down. Everybody knows that. There really is no crown. Even if there was one, they need to sit the bug down. Downtown, they need to sit the fuck down. Clowns, who really got the crown right now? Sit the fuck down. Clowns, yes, sir. You can shoot all your shots and we still won't come down. We some fools, we some rides, yeah, they call us out. By all means, we some kings and our table is round. Wanna float to the top, there's a chance we might drown. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, we come round. Mm-hmm. When the dark touch the ground, you might think we some guys, but we really just men. We don't walk on the water, we still gotta swim. I just keep it 1,000 while they play pretend. I just keep it 1,000 down, 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 down,
flow so hard that they gotta give props. Team full of stars, now they connect and dots. Not a heartbreaker, I just make hearts drop. And I think that they hate me because I'm unorthodox. Not in your face, but I'm all in thoughts. Live how I want while you live in a box. Used to bust knocks, now I just get knots. Even though I'm cold, but I'ma always be hot. You can shoot all your shots, and we still won't come down. We some wolves, we some rides, yeah, they call us hounds. By all means, we some kings, and our table is round. Wanna float to the top, there's a chance we might drown. When the dark touches the ground, we come round, 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 round. When the dark touches the ground, we come round, 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 round. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our number two of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. Crazy amounts of interaction the first hour, not only from our Facebook, also YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter feeds, uh, YouTube feeds, I should say. So thank you guys so much for being here. Myself and Big Sexy Chris Rodell have been having a fantastic time. And before I bring him back on, let me remind you that none of this would be possible without all of you, the members of the Wrestle Talk family, and of course our wonderful sponsors, including Everything Combat, Kincaid Arcade, Esports Bar KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, Wrath Bun Engraving, and of course the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the F. WWC. Before we bring on our next guest, let me bring back on my co-host for the evening, my partner in crime, the Batman to my Robin, Big Sexy Chris Rodell. How you feeling? Oh, I'm worn out. It's been a great show. I mean, I tell you, this has been this has been a lot of fun. We've had we've had some great conversation, dude. We absolutely have, and I'll tell you what, bro, the action is going to continue hey, here before, on the Wrestle Talk before, before podcast. We go, before we go, to big the guests, things, big before, things. Before we go to the guests, show those people that Rathbun Engraving Glass. Oh, one more time, of course. Yeah, so we gotta show that. Yeah. So again, guys, twenty bucks for the mug. It gets you the mug with the logo uh, and your name engraved on it, plus shipping. So basically, for just under thirty bucks, you get you a mug that's gonna last you a lifetime. It lasts a lot longer than a, a t-shirt. Trust me, I know. I got a lot of t-shirts, <laughs> especially black ones. This one will last you a lifetime, man. It is a bar quality mug. None of that stuff from Walmart. This is legit. So, yeah, this is courtesy and, of our friends over at Rathbun and Great. And, and, and it makes the beer taste 18% better. It's gone up from 17 and a half. Did it go up? I would say so. Hey, I'm not mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, makes, guaranteed to make your taste your drink taste 18% better, according to Chris Big Sexy Rodell. Well, guess what, bro? The fun is just getting started with our second featured guest. Rodell, I got a little bit of music I want to cue up before we bring him on. But, bro, do me a favor and drop a world-class introduction for our upcoming guest. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our second guest here on the podcast tonight is the ultimate Hulkamaniac. He is the PopCon champion. He has wrestled for CCW, MMWA, and this this Saturday in Macon, Missouri at the Macon County Fairgrounds at the Youth Center. He's going to be with New Breed Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the ultimate Hulkamaniac. Slammer! And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and bring him on. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. 
I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. All right, Slammer, we want to make sure your connection is good. You let us know. If not, buddy, we can buy you a little bit of time. Let's let's do that real quick because Slammer's working on his connection. We had him good for a, about three seconds before he came on, so we'll let him get that situated. But, bro, you heard the song. Right. I mean, and, and I remember asking you, I was like, hey, bro, we got Slammer on. Give me, like, some music. And you're like, real American, duh. And you're like, it only makes sense. And I was like, what do you, why doesn't he have his own song? And you go, well, yeah, but... This is the ultimate Hulkamaniac. Now, I'm a Hulkamaniac, bro. I was born in 1984. I was born basically right when Hulkamania was getting ready to get started. So I'm like, I'm a pretty Hulk Hogan fan. What gives Slammer the right to call himself the ultimate Hulkamaniac? You know more about him than I do, bro. What makes the Slammer the ultimate Hulkamaniac? I got to know. He just got back from vacation. He was on vacation. We wanted him on a couple weeks ago, but he was on vacation. Okay. But he went to Florida. He spent That's my home t- state. Yay. He spent time at the Hulk Hogan surf shop, uh, restaurant type thing. Uh, so many pictures in front of the Hulk statue. He's got a picture on his Twitter feed with Hulk Hogan. I don't know when it was exactly from. So, I mean, it was, uh, it just, he's the ultimate Hulkamaniac. He comes out, he does the pose. I mean, every, everyone, he's the doing whole the, deal. the double bicep. I'm sure pose. everybody's eating it up <laughs> everywhere I he mean, goes. And he's got the he's got great charisma. I mean, he just he he. And that's it. I, okay, I want you to tell this because I wanted to ask you about that. About like, dude, it's one thing to call yourself the ultimate Hulkamaniac, but it's the other thing to like have that same energy that Hulkster had. You know, even through the NWA the NWO uh, era, dude, it was hard to not want to watch what Hulk Hogan was doing at the time. So right. Slammer better have some of that, if, right? I mean, the first time I, I first time I saw him, and I knew I liked him immediately. He was one. He was a super super nice, super chill guy. You know, he right. came in, was really respectful. Um, it was an MMWA show I did, and it was in Imperial. Uh, he wrestled Cayman, and uh, shout just, out to Cayman, also former guest of the show. Right, su- super super chill, just awesome. Came out, great crowd energy. Crowd loved him, so I just you know. It's it's all it's all he's awesome. So okay, hold on a second. And I'm starting to get heat now. Somebody somebody must have finished washing the dishes and decided to jump on here and start talking trash. Um yes, Slammer is awesome, but what what is this? Hogan over Austin? Bro, I'm not even trying to hear that argument. Get out of here. I mean, it's two get out of here. It's it's two different eras. I mean, it's two different you, you can't judge what Hogan did in the eighties. To what Austin did in the attitude, you did. Era. You can, you can, really, because really? Hulk Hogan rode a wave with the other greatest wrestlers of all time, and Stone Cold Steve Austin dug the WWE out of its grave. So before The Rock was hitting on all cylinders, before Triple H became the Triple H that we know and love now. It was Stone Cold. Don't, don't, Sonny Mayo, get out of here with your nonsense, bro. Okay, uh, so get out of so, here. So, so you're not going to put Hulk Hogan. You're, you're, I'm sorry, you're not going to put Steve Austin on a Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. I am. I'm talking about. He's talking about Hogan is better than Austin. 
Wait, so you think Austin's better than Hogan? By a mile! Oh, are, are you, you kidding me? What are you smoking over there? Dude, are you not paying attention? Dude, Austin... Okay, anyway. We got Slammer. We're going to ask him about this. I Hopefully, he doesn't get upset he, with me. He also said that Hogan was better than Cena. I probably agree with yeah, that. I would agree with that, too. Yeah, we're not talking longevity. In the peak of peaks, right, when like four or five million people were watching wrestling, it was Austin on the pinnacle of that but, mountain. But so that was Hulk Hogan wasn't getting people to watch four to five to six million people on a Monday night what in is, the 80s. Okay, it wasn't happening. There was no Monday night. Exactly. There was, there was no Monday night. So there's but, no guarantee Hogan, that he would have done it. There's Hogan no was, guarantee. Hogan was packing arenas for years. He he packed the yeah, Superdome. with a lot of help from Andre the Giant and Randy and Randy Savage. The best wrestlers in history were there, in my opinion. The dude, The Rock wasn't big yet. Triple H wasn't big yet. It was Austin who elevated all those guys up. I don't know. We're gonna have to have this talk later. We will. We will. Okay, but I think we got Slammer back. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, I, and you guys know I'm just talking trash. Uh, Hogan, Hogan's the goat. I mean, obviously, right? <laughs> Him or Shawn Michaels. I mean, I don't know. One, one of the two. But anyway, I believe we have Slammer back. Um, and, and don't worry, guys. We're gonna have plenty of time with him. At least 20 minutes. So, so don't feel bad. Let's go ahead and bring him on. And and it would be disrespectful if we didn't actually have the music going. So, Chris. Fire up that introduction one more time, baby. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Pop Midwest PopCon champion, the ultimate hookamaniac, Slammer. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Hit it. Oh, look at it. He's got the he's got the pose. Oh, dude, that man looks like he's chiseled from granite. I absolutely love it. And you guys can hear it low-key in the background. Hulk Hogan, everyone's favorite, whether you love to love him or you love to hate him, baby. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. How can you not get, how can you not get pumped up by that music? Dude, I love that. You gotta take a stand, it don't help to hide. Yeah, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, the one and only Slammer. Slammer, if you have to turn off your camera and just go audio, bro, that's cool with us. But your visuals are crazy, bro. I can already see your background. It looks absolutely incredible. Can you hear us okay? Uh, it looks like we got a frozen screen for Slammer. We can see him okay. You guys are breaking up, but I can hear you okay. It's a lot better than the last go-around we tried. Hey, I can hear you just fine, buddy. Just stay in one spot. I think we'll be fine. Looks like there's going to be a little delay. A little bit, but oh my gosh, look at the stuff in the background, bro. I can see. He said he was like coming. walls and walls of action figures. I've never seen anything like that. He said he was coming to him from his gym, so. Oh, we're inside the house of Slamma. I dig that. Right, well, it looks like he's propping up his phone. Slammer, can you hear us, buddy? Probably just have a whole show going. Yeah, it looks like we got a little bit of a chop. It's coming through. Slammer's just coming through real choppy, my guy. 
Let's hold off another second, see if it gets better. Oh, it's it's really wanting to come in, isn't it, Rodell? Just almost. Yeah, I know. It's like teasing us. Yeah, it is. Like I can hear like a word and then another word. No, nothing yet. Okay, well, we'll give Slammer another second to see if he can maybe get closer to his modem or, or switch devices or something. But but I'll tell you what, bro. I see the argument in the chat. People are going nuts talking about it. Here we go. another person. That's uh, all, all bro, our boy, uh, your boy, Aaron Wallace, yeah. uh, talking about Hulkamania. I mean, we're, we're all absolutely huge fans. And then you got Sonny Mayo going on and on about Hogan being better than every single other person. In the world, no. Well, Hogan being better than every other single person. Sonny, Sonny seems like he uh he worships at the uh, altar of Hulk Hogan. He does. He loves him some Hogan. It, here's what's crazy, man. So here's my Hulk Hogan story. I took my son to a Monday Night Raw about four, maybe five years ago, right at the peak of the Daniel Bryan run. This was also when Brock Lesnar and Undertaker were feuding. And, dude, they had a brawl in Kansas City that, you, if you go back to that time, that was one of the biggest things that happened all year. I remember, it might have even been the moment of the year. I, re I remember that because they had police, they had the wrestlers out there, the security And guard. some of my friends in the business here right. locally yes. were yeah. part of the security staff that helped break them apart. I believe Jeremy Wyatt was a part of it. I believe Iceman was also there. Uh, uh, yeah, several, several people. So it was like, yeah. You always like you always like when they come to Kansas City because you always know the security guys are going to be people that you kind of know. So. And St. Louis, same deal, right? St. Louis, yeah. Even in Iowa, some of the guys from here end up making the drive and going up there. But anyway, so I take my son. He's probably about seven at the time, still relatively young, maybe eight. Bro, we make it through the whole show, and right at the end, like the dark match time, right? Mm -hmm. Bro, Hogan comes out and does the thing with Daniel Bryan. And they're doing the whole, you know, the Hulk Hogan with the ear and the muscles and the songs playing. And him and Daniel Bryan are doing it together. It's like this amazing moment. And I look over at my son. I'm like, dude, you just witnessed Muhammad Ali in the ring with, like, LeBron James. Like, you just saw something historic. And, dude, I look over and my man's like. <laughs> I'm like, Damien, Damien, he's. <laughs> You're, and then you're going, I, I push him a third you're going, time. You're probably going crazy thinking this is the best thing I've ever oh seen. Oh, my gosh. Life. I would have loved, like, as a kid to get an opportunity to see something like that. My man's like, <laughs> I'm like, and so I push him for the third time, and he starts getting mad. He's like, mm, leave me alone. I'm like, man. I'm like, so I bust out my phone. I'm recording it. So I'm trying to show it to him on the way home. He doesn't care. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> Dude, the shows are long. You, you you get there and you stand in line at five o'clock and it doesn't end till after 10. I mean, right. that is a long time to that's be in they, those uncomfortable ass chairs. That's why, that's why they always, well, yeah, that's why they always try to send you home with something that you, you can, you know, with like some kind of a special segment. You know, I mean, how many times have we seen videos of raw after, after the show with like weird mat with like weird matches or, you know, whenever they tried to get the undertaker to do the spinner Rooney. I don't know if you remember seeing that. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. Um, you know, my, my favorite thing was, I believe it was triple H and Randy Orton versus Shawn Michaels and somebody and triple H 
did something. He got the foot up in the face, and he's sell, he's like selling like the he's like standing. Yeah, like yeah, this. where he stood up there for like an hour. Shawn <laughs> Michaels is in the background going. <laughs> trying to get him to fall Blow him over, over. And Blow then, him over and, and then all of a sudden he 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 stands up acts like he's he's like okay takes one step forward does the flare flop right in the like like right it was classic it, it, it's shit, still one i mean they can do that stuff after after the cameras go off you know after the tv goes off <laughs> you know? but not during the live taping right yeah dude well just so everyone knows an update Slammer has left the broadcast and is trying to come back. We'll try for another couple of minutes to see if we can bring him on. If not, it's it's okay. We'll cut it a little short today, and then we'll reschedule when you know he, he's got a good connection and, and we can get it all going because you know, this is a guy that represents our area, and I know he's getting ready to make a debut up in your area. I know he's been working CCW. I know he's been working New Breed. Which, as a matter of fact, I believe that's where he won that PopCon championship from our boy Kurt Gannon, who had it for like oh, two, was, three years. I was just say Kurt Gannon was the first PopCon champion, if I remember like Twitter stuff right. He was, bro, and he had it for the longest time. So let's go ahead and try Slammer one more time, guys. Again, you know how we do. If it doesn't work out, this is technology. We'll just reschedule it when we can guarantee a better connection. So we're, don't we're, don't we're trip. Do, we're, we're doing this live, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We we don't do that pre-recorded nonsense. We we keeps it one honey around here, right, Rodell? One honey, right, right. All right, here we go. Let's try Slammer one more time. Slammer, I will tell you, just hold it, hold it steady. Maybe even prop it up somewhere. That usually helps tremendously. But let's go ahead and see if we can get him. And unfortunately, it looks like we got a, a frozen screen again, guys. Jeez, Louise. Uh-oh, wait a minute. Could it be? Are those Hulk Hogan figures back behind Dude, you? I'm telling you, my man, I can't. If if it doesn't, I, I'm going to have so many questions just based off of the background, bro. Like, that's bananas. I, I can make it out somewhat. But, dude, listen, I have a friend that owns a toy store. And not even his place is that packed with action figures. Like, that is bananas. Yeah, so we see you, Slammer. We can't hear you. And unfortunately, you're frozen, bud. Man, are you that's there? Oh, yes. Yes. Can you hear us? Bro, don't, yeah, don't worry about cutting the video feed. As long as you can get audio, that, that's okay, too. If we can do audio only, that's, that's not a problem on your end. As long as we can hear you. Unfortunately, it looks like we're frozen up again. I don't know if it's on our, maybe, maybe it's StreamYard. I don't know. Who knows with, with technology? I'm, I have an AOL address. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, I believe you still have an active, uh, active Hotmail account too. No, but Christopher Mi Christopher Miles sent me a message after that. And he was like, he was mad that you said that you put down Hotmail. So he has. A lot of <laughs> hey, I didn't put down Hotmail. All I said is basically, if you got a Hotmail, I'm just guaranteeing you're about forty years old. That's uh, that's all I said. I didn't say it was a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> money, money, money. Mayo just said that Slammer has the maestro internet connection. He does, bro. Listen, I can't force everybody to jump on an Ethernet connection, but if you can, maestro, get the damn Ethernet connection. And at least Rodell put some effort into his background. He put another Chris on the show, Chris Kringle. Right. 
Right. Chris, <laughs> I don't think Chris Miles was happy that you already had Santa Claus up on your wall. I don't think he was very happy about it. I was just – actually, I was just doing that because, I, like I said, I wanted something behind me instead of having the blank wall, and that's the only thing I could find at this point in time. I also got – on the other side, I got a Blues uh, Stanley Cup uh, pencil – pencil drawing that my brother got right. me for Christmas one year. Uh it was it was hand drawn and it's awesome and I've always wanted to put it up so I decided I'm put it up right there. And it's right above my desk for uh for work. So so I get to see that every day. Well you know what you might get to see. By the way, the the Wrestle Talk podcast for those don't know, we were in a bit of controversy earlier this week over on the interwebs. Thanks to our boy, Aaron Wallace. So do you want to break it down to everybody? Chris Rodell, what happened with uh, with with Aaron Wallace and the challenge he issued to he is, our friend Travis Cook? Well, he has issued a challenge to to a debate with Travis Cook prior to, <laughs> prior to uh, SICW. I believe it's called Spooktacular. It's, it's their big show that they're having. They're bringing in a whole bunch. They're bringing in Haku. They're bringing in... Uh, the, uh, the Jimmy Hart and Jerry Lawler, uh, the professionals are going to take on the Rock and Roll Express, so it's going to be it's going to be a great. But apparently, Aaron wants to debate Travis Cook. <laughs> now, ah, now uh, I have personal, bro, I have I have personal experience with Travis Cook uh, from wrestling. He used to be a Dynamo Pro Wrestling, was manager of the Black Hand Warriors and Jake Durden for a little bit. Man can talk. Man can talk. He's the master of the mic. Um, uh, the America's evil genius, I believe, is he used to have a podcast. So, Bro, and he plays the heel both in and out of wrestling. I'll just leave right. it at that. Right. And he does it very well. I'm, right. I'm incredibly entertained, but, you know, I'm also the guy who enjoys David Chappelle. So, like, I, I've, I love people with off opinions, opinions I, that would turn most people off. I love it, bro. And, and let me tell you why. Growing up how I grew up in, in, in a Mexican family, we're very traditional, right? Right. So everything's about faith and family. Everything's faith and family. So if you have any, like, even coloring your hair or, you know, a weird haircut, like, you get chastised big time around my family back in the day for just doing anything out of the norm, right? And it was especially taboo to have conversations about things that generally everybody agreed on. And so since I was little, I've always been wildly entertained by people that have crazy perspectives. That's why I love like Richard Pryor growing up. That's why I love rap music growing up. That's why I love, you know, uh, controversy. Rap, rap music, the devil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we talked about, we established that earlier, didn't we? But anyway, so I always find it incredibly entertaining to hear different perspectives, even if I 100% disagree with them, because isn't that the beauty of of the little flag that we wave around, bro. Isn't that what it's really ultimately it's, all about, right. Rodell? It's all, it's all freedom of speech. I mean, melting the, pot, baby. The, the, first, the First Amendment gives us the right to freedom of speech. You don't necessarily have to like it. You don't necessarily have to agree with it, but you you have the right to say it. I also have the right to not like it. Or I disagree I with it. Back. Hell right. yeah. I, I have also the right to say what I want you back in rebuttal for it. So maybe we, me and Travis don't come from the same political spectrum don't matter but, that but, don't mean you guys can't be colleagues and friends it doesn't matter but bro. i mean i haven't i haven't worked with him in a while um he's got a good thing going with attila khan i mean i of I, course mean, he does I, I mean he's behind attila i mean he could say what he can pretty much say whatever he wants to in the wrestling ring he's got a yeah because not me he's or got, you is gonna make him stop I ain't, I ain't. <laughs> 
I ain't going Not after. I, I ain't going after Attila Khan. I ain't got no death wish. I mean, Attila Khan's gonna wrestle Haku, I believe. At Dude, that's okay. gonna be a hard hitting classic match. Also got, by the way, guys, here on our side of town, we also got uh, Dynamic Wrestling Federation that's uh, gonna be running a show, uh, I believe, in a couple of weeks. Make sure you guys check them out. We've got X uh, XWE uh, Haunted Havoc on the twenty third in Salina. Um, from what I hear, KCXW just did another recording for their Saturday Slam. And I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that. There's a lot more promotions running and gunning. But if you haven't been to a local independent show recently, they are open again. They follow all social distancing and masking guidelines, at least in most cases. So go out and support your local independent promotion, especially when the promotion is doing two shows for you on one weekend. Like that right. pro. Right, yeah. I mean, we, we also got SICW. They're running their big Halloween spectacular show yep. at the Belclair Fairgrounds. But Dynamo Pro is going to be um, – Friday night, the 22nd, we're going to be at the Arnold Eagles Club. Uh, you can get tickets. We, I'll have uh, Renee put up the uh, flyer. Yo, isn't for... Slammer going to be coming up to a Dynamo Pro show soon? Don't isn't, know that, for... isn't that the word on the street? I don't know for sure. I that's I have not heard. I think that needs to happen. I, I think it needs to happen, too. Jim and um, Crystal. Night Owl knows. Slammer time. <laughs> but but uh, there's a ticket link on there. Um, I It's Arnold wrestling so we'll, we'll have i'll have uh, renee put up the flyer for it on the wrestling for sure. podcast web on website also that set sunday free 99 free 99 my favorite it's my favorite it's our fa- it's one of our favorites we love doing this show it's we've done it we couldn't do it last year because of the pandemic uh strange donuts versus uh four hands brewery four what, hands. what 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 does it get better wrestling beer and donuts well, there's one other thing I can think of, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on the air. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> but the wrestling, wrestling beer and dones. There's going to be a costume contest because we're close to Halloween. You know, there's going to be a DJ that plays during the show. It's going to be great. It's at the South Broadway. It's at the South Broadway Athletic Club. The wrestling starts at one. I believe. Yo, Slammer versus Macho Maniac. Yeah, baby, sign me up. Dude, Who I'll be ma- first in line for okay. that. Who's a Macho? I don't know. Do I know Macho Maniac? I mean, Rodell, seriously? Maybe. I don't know. You're going to make me do this to you, huh? <laughs> Probably. Fucking bullshit! I'm sorry. <laughs> it must be a KC thing. It is, bro. Well, no, it's a Midwest thing. Pay attention. Come on, man. Come on, man. Macho Man. All right. Anyway, guys. Isn't, go isn't, isn't Journey Pro running too here soon? Uh, yeah, you know what? Let me let me find their stuff real quick just because and, I know and, we shout it out. Bro, I, we, I mean, we can never really shout out everybody. Right. That's why I always tell the promoters, I'm like, hey, bro, if I shouted you out because it came to the top of my head, I don't have any sort of agenda or anything like that. I we just put it, over whoever, they, you know, whatever, bro. We just talking wrestling. And, like, and, and I thought, I, thought I saw they're running in October and maybe early November. I don't remember. I just remember I thought I saw something from Journey Pro. So. Well, you know what? You might be right. And, you know, and, and, Actually, it was because of our friend uh, Mighty Micah. Mighty Micah. I follow Mighty, Mighty Micah. Micah. Yes, of course. Thumb, also, thumb, a recent guest of the WrestleTalk thumb, thumbs podcast. And, thumbs and butts, I believe, is the thumbs and buns. Thumbs and buns. Oh yeah! Guess what? I got it pulled up, my guy. And guess who's going to be in town? KLD. So it sounds like the freaks come out at night, October 29th. Uh, the headliner is going to be your United Gateway. I believe it's the Gateway Heritage Champion. I'm sorry. Jer- uh, Jeremy Wyatt versus, Jeremy Wyatt versus uh, CMD. Um, that's Cabana Man Dan. 
We've got KLD versus Kenny Alfonso. We've got Everett Connors, somebody you're very familiar with, versus Vinny Pacifico. And more information on the Freaks Come Out at Night, October 29th, available for you guys over at Journey Pro kc.com i will say that i absolutely love journey pros names that they pick they pick all these great names oh, and the, the posters freaks. are ill too I right mean, the freaks crazy. come out at night and they did they've done you know you know the 73 week, what was it 53 weeks later or something or their first show back when they so. first came back yeah they're very creative shout out to walter shout out to dj Shout out to all the boys over there killing it, both on the Missouri and the Kansas side. You know what, Rodell? We weren't able to get Slammer on, bro. I'm going to let you talk to him and re-coordinate. We just right. got to get the internet connection thing sorted out. But we're going to have him back on in a couple of weeks. We'll redo it and make sure that we get the appropriate amount of time. Today, we right. got just little tiny sort of miniature and now, snippets and now, of and, and now we're gonna ask him we're gonna ask him about the wall in his gym bro oh. yeah dude that alone like br- uh, um blew your helped mind inspire like well helped inspire like three or four different questions that i wanted to ask him because i collect action figures myself now obviously my collection isn't anywhere near as extensive but i'm always curious to know why guys collect what they collect so with that said, bro, let's go ahead and sign off a little bit early tonight. It's been a fantastic show. Again, sorry to disappoint, guys, about Slammer. We do this live. Connections are going to fail from time to time. The weather in the area hasn't been very good either. It's a lot of rain here in the Midwest recently, a lot of overcast skies. I believe so, he's, in, he's in the Kansas City area too, so I don't know what your guys' weather is out there. Yeah, it's weather, been overcast skies our, last our, our weather's have been Our weather hasn't been the greatest here. I thought, I thought yesterday while I was working with the storm coming in, I was going to lose power because, you know, when you're working from home, it's kind of like you're at you're at the mercy of, you know, you're not in a big building where you have like you have backup generators that can kick in if the power goes out, um, you know, so you're working. If, if the power goes out here at my house, I'm I'm dead in the water unless I go over to like a library or something and temporarily work. Uh, if if charter decide spectrum decides that they want to do some do do some update or something, you know, and my Wi-Fi goes out, you know, you're just it's been a weird year, but I've, you know, we've made it through. I think we're coming out on the end of it. Independent wrestling is ba- seems like it's back better than might be back. It might actually be back better than ever after. I think I w- I'm thinking all these promoters were sitting there during the pandemic and thinking, man, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. Minoru Suzuki in St. Louis twice in a weekend. Oh bro. And we didn't even talk about the G one. We, we didn't talk about uh, the recent announcements that just came out of MLW uh, we kind of briefly touched on Wow Women of Wrestling, bro. So much great ML, wrestling ML, going on I, right I now. Watched, absolutely I watched, insane. I watched MLW for the first time. When Hammerstone, did, Fatu, when they, is that what you when, saw? When they did Fightland, um, I saw the Jerry, the the four the four the four way dance. Uh, I, I watched I watched a little bit of Hammerstone and Fatu, and I know you sat in on the MLW uh, conference. With Court call. Bauer, yeah, that was how, really how was, great. How was that? How was that? Just listening to Court Bauer. Well, it was really great, bro. And you know what it told me? It told me that Core Bauer has a different vision for his wrestling company than some of the other guys. Because he talked about how important it was for him to bring over the character known as Dario Cueto. He goes by Caesar now at MLW, who was one of the main characters at Lucha Underground. And then he talked about um, how important the Latin American market is for him. Not just Mexico, but also El Salvador, Honduras, Peru, Brazil, 
uh, Argentina, the, the, the list went on and on. And I'm like, Court Bauer is really going to be attacking this thing from a different perspective. Vis a vis DC, WCW, when they started bringing in the cruiserweights, the luchas, right. and those kind of guys. So they've got a completely because, different vision. Because, because those cruiserweights are different than what you see with Hammerstone and Fatu. Hammerstone and Fatu were like. Hosses, like, baby. It's yeah, a hoss match. Hammerstone kind of reminds me of a old, another one that kind of reminds you of an old school Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Sonny, good, good to see you too. Even though you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I know you're struggling. So, well, it's mean, not like you got a football team to cheer for. So, why does it matter if not, we're Kansas City Chiefs fans? Not, not yet. What's uh, speaking of? I know we got a few minutes. I know this isn't wrestling. What's your take on the John Gruden stuff? Um, I think John Gruden was an absolute asshole and a piece of crap for all the stuff that he said. Uh, I think that in the privacy of a, a conversation with another uh, professional, another official, those are definitely things just from a work perspective that should never come out of a professional's mouth. But even on a personal level, like, bro, why, why you gotta, why you gotta be hateful? Listen, I got my own views on homosexuality. I got my own views on on a lot of different topics, bro. But to bring that to the workplace from a place of malice and hate, the way that he did, is something I will never understand. Is because he, I he, I may dis I may disagree with certain people's viewpoints, but it's never about diminishing them and who they are. For me, it's almost like, hey, bro, if you want to be who you want to be, that's cool. Just stop trying to push that shit on my kids. Stop trying to push that shit in the schools. Stop trying to push that shit on society. I don't push my sin on other people. Just because you see me sitting here drinking, I'm not trying to force other people to drink. Right. So that's kind of my – let me finish. That's kind of my perspective on people who may disagree with, like, a homosexual lifestyle or whatever. But when you start to 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 permeate it with hate and and, and make it a discriminatory, a discriminatory thing or a discrimination thing, that's where I draw the line, bro, because – to stand up for you don't your beliefs, you don't necessarily gotta hate on somebody else's. And the way that John Gruden went about talking about other professionals, other people in the sport that he allegedly loves and respects, that's just not how you carry yourself as a professional or as a man, from my perspective. I mean, I just I yeah, I but my question is is do you think he's falling on the sword for somebody else? Is there something else? Nah, that- bro, they're all culpable, bro. That that's the old that what do they call that the uh, old boys old boys club that's the old boys club bro I mean th- this country's built on old money the NFL comes from old money we all know that and uh, that's they, the reason why it's the St Louis thinks that uh, they got screwed over with the whole Rams thing moving to Los Angeles that that it was a pretty much a five years before that it was a self it was a, it was well known that that Stan Kroenke wanted to move the team to LA you know so you, you know it's and and Jerry Jones and the Daniel Snyders of the world made that happen so Lamar Hunt I believe was the only person that voted to keep the Rams in St. Louis so well yeah because the rivalry that we had with the Rams even though we were different conferences always felt big like KUMU right, right. It, got, it always felt like that and then it got kind of taken away but but anyway, yeah, as far as John Gruden goes, I don't think there's any room for professionals to be talking like that in the workplace, nor do I believe even if you've got a, a, a strong opinion about someone racially or sexually, it should always be for the sake of 
um, defending your viewpoint right. instead of attacking someone else's, right? Gruden, like, Gruden, I, I don't think that's necessary, bro. Gruden, Gruden pretty much attacked everybody that wasn't white male. So. <laughs> he hates everybody. Maybe we should have John Gruden on to do the shooting shot. He might be good at it. <laughs> or, or, or or offend everybody that that would be the last podcast that we we wouldn't make 400 so well hold on i've been on this show for 366 episodes and i say a lot of crazy shit so who knows <laughs> it is the internet after all <laughs> and, and, and we have to shout out we haven't talked about maestro he is bill goldberg's number one number one fan so that's right and, you know what we're going to talk about next week bro the rock on a rap song the Rock actually is on Tech Nine's new album. I'm gonna go listen to the song, and I'm gonna bring you guys a full review next week. Oh, How do you really? like that? Oh, yep. really? He's literally rapping on Tech Nine's new album. Go and check it out. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going to. I'm gonna give bring you guys the feedback next week. Uh, and it was brought to my attention by our boy Money Mayo. Right, and the Rock Rock said he's. I, I saw something that he said he's he's considered. He's had small consideration for maybe running for president someday. Bro, that dude could do whatever he wants. But literally, you- he could go be an NFL owner. He could be a president. He could be, uh, you know, starring in the Nutcracker. Featuring yeah. the rock, that dude could do whatever the hell he wants. Hey, that's a, shot, that's a shot. That's a shot. That's a shot at the tooth fairy when he put it out. You know, indeed. That was, but uh, I well, like. No, it. I, I'm I, a dad. I, I'm a girl dad, so I I like the tooth fairy. But I, I believe. I believe. Yeah. Would you want? Would you want to be a world leader and and him walk in and 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 want to negotiate a like arms deal or a treaty or some kind of stuff like that? Would you want to negotiate anything with the rock? Yeah, bro. Because you know, in, in our country. Uh, we have the great equalizer. So I'm not afraid of The Rock. I'm not afraid of uh, Andre the Giant. Nobody. Because this is America, damn man. We got the Second Amendment. So I wouldn't be afraid to negotiate with that, 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 is, that is true. That, that, that is what makes an 80-year-old woman and a 22-year-old bad guy exactly even. And I don't know how we got into this conversation, but there's <laughs> one thing that it puts them on the exact same level, and that is the right to self-defense, which is provided right. to us I mean, by the second, the, right, yep, the beautiful I, I, Second Amendment. Hey, you can't you can't fault that. That's why we live in the greatest. That's why we do the national anthem every time, every single time, baby. And, and, and one of these days, Carl Lewis is going to make it up to us. He's going to get it right. Well, I guess promise. what, bro? I got something special that I'm going to play us out with. This is a former guest of the show, a former employee of NXT. Now he's working for Disney. And I'm in the process of trying to get him back on the show. Ooh, Ladies Josiah? and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Thanks oh. for the spoiler. Thanks for the spoiler. We really appreciate it. But anyway, we look forward to seeing you guys for episode 367 of the Wrestle Talk podcast next week, every Tuesday, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central. I am the Night Owl. He is Big Sexy Chris Rodell on behalf of myself, Skywalker, Dick Douglas, Luke Roberts. Uh, Nightmare Jones and the rest Oh, Hardcore Hoss, of course, and the rest of the boys We bid you adieu Chris Rodell, any final thoughts before we get uh, out I just want to thank you Thank you for letting me do this and help you out I mean, I, I love it we'll, we'll, Like I said, we'll get Slammer We'll get Slammer re, uh, uh, re, Rescheduled, hopefully, in the next few weeks uh, so, so, let's play us out Josiah Let's go, baby One of his original and early songs remixing the Gorillas of Destiny theme, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. former guest and longtime member of the Wrestle Talk family, the one, the one and, and only Josiah Williams. Good night. Yeah. J. Will. Ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
y'all plot those tactics. I call this practice. Body slam, no mattress. I'll leave y'all backwards. My goal is not plastic. My goal is to bash it. The only club that I rep now has G.O.D. on the jacket. Blackout artist for all of the snakes in the garden. Y'all now are a target. Y'all came for the carnage, but wasn't ready for the follow-up. Y'all thought it was a game? Your fans still follow us, and they gon' remember the name. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you what your destiny what your is. Destiny Hear me rapping, and they'll know just how impressive how he is. Hear me rapping, and they'll see I do the things that they want. Boy, I set the rules. I'm going to places they don't. Yeah, yeah. who that walking down a ramp? Yeah, they know me. Y'all yeah, the duds. We the Bullet Club OG. Yeah. They recognize that it's time to get ill. Shut it down on the mic every time. Yes, I will. Guerrilla tactics is time for warfare. Yo, we came to battle. Yo, we aim to kill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guerrilla tactics is time for warfare. Yo, we came to battle. Yo, we aim to kill. Ha, yeah, guerrilla tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jay Will. <laughs> Wrestle flow, 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 yeah.